Welcome to Echoes from the Wasteland, episode two. How are you going, Sam? Good, Jackie. How about you, mate? Yeah, I'm well, man. What have you been up to? Oh, not too much. Just uh, kicking along. Uh, sorry we were a bit late this week. I had some home issues which slowed us down a bit, but we're back on track now. That's all right. It's um, it's a balance of schedules because I think when you were good to go, I was then not good to go. So <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll get there. Almost having like normal lifestyles as well. Yeah. Well, it's, it's only hobby stuff too. So, I mean, it's not a big deal. It's not like we're the uh, the only beacon of light in a, a <laughs> void of podcasts. <laughs> That's it. What do you mean? Um, no, mate. What have you been working on? I've been, yeah, doing a bit of hobby. Uh, my new order arrived this week on Wednesday. That so, was that was the one that we talked about maybe in episode one or the pilot where you were going to get a bunch of new Marines to bolster the Ultramarines you've already got now? That's it. So I've got it all in my little bags. Um, currently actually clipping some off a of sprue right now, actually. Um, so I've got 40 Mark IVs on my table first. So I'm going to try and get them mostly built. Yeah. Before I start priming, um, got a new airbrush on the way, so I'm going to try and do it in sections so I can try and get some like highlighting done when they're not covered by giant plasma cannons and stuff. Oh, cool. So, see how all that goes. Yeah, nice. So, the the 40 Mark IVs, they're going to be a mix of uh, like two lots of 10 tacticals and then a heavy support squad and something else, or? Yeah, it's, um yeah, so 20 tactical marines, uh, 10 las cannons, 5 plasma cannons, 5 missile launchers. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, cool. Yeah, and I'll probably bump that up to 10 plasma cannons in the future just because they look sick. So I'll yeah. have them just kicking around. I love the um, I love the 10 las cannons. I think uh, one of our dudes, Jack Hadley, showed us the way with that early on in the piece. <laughs> and at the time, it seemed like such an expensive, like absurd amount of points to put into a unit. But now I uh, I, I can't do without mine almost. <laughs> yeah, well, I've never ran it, so I keep seeing them just like on the table. I'm like, that's so many points. And then they delete all of my shit. I'm like, oh, I should probably try that. Yeah, yeah. They become a big target. They become a big target, though. So you've got to have something else that's of of similar sort of targeting value. Otherwise, you'll end up um, just scraping them off the table pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah, it's the same as like the Perth Volkite Cauldron meta. You know, I keep getting shot by like a Brazilian Martian death race. Yeah, I'm like I should try that too. Yeah, but it's either that or last cannons. So I'm going with last cannons. I like I like last cannons, and I think because you've got quite a bit of anti infantry in 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 your build already, it's not like you're um you're going to be missing out there. Like cul- yeah, culverins right. are pretty specific bits of gear. Yeah, I mean they're cool, and I love the whole fluff behind it. But who doesn't like shooting ten giant anti tank guns at terminators? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> did you um did I read that you've also got something else sort of on the way as well now? Like you you'd plan to get a few more bits and pieces. Yeah, um, I've got the predators on their way from Strat over in Melbourne. Yeah. Um, but I've got a few more characters on the way, um, and I'm probably going to order well a few more 
infantry bits and pieces. I'm really trying to get a, a new Centurion army sorted. That's always been a downside to my old friends. Yeah. So I'm going all out designing a full new list, basically. Oh, cool. And get up to about 1,500. And then from there, I can grow it into the rest of my army. Yeah. I reckon you'd easily be able to make that with the new additions and stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm aiming for 10K, like I said in my original post. Um, and then when I totaled my army the other day, I'm at 6,900. Yeah, right. Um, so I'm already most of the way there. So it's just adding flavor bits that I like the look of rather than things I really need as well. Yeah. Have you managed to get back into your hobby room yet? Uh, no. So I'm doing it at my computer desk at the moment. <laughs> oh, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Luckily, the clipping stages are, don't yeah. exactly take a lot of space. We... I'm doing It fits in the two inches between my laptop and the edge of the desk. Yeah, right. Nice. <laughs> we um we can't we can't be one of those podcasts that has a guy clip as well for two hours. So no, I'm glad certainly not clipping into anything going. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember who that was. I, I forget. I think it was one of the Swedish podcasts or whatever. That dude was always like cutting parts into a can. <laughs> yeah, so heck. Yeah, no, and it's nice and quite resin onto my hand, so nothing's going to make any noise. Hopefully, yeah, I'm I'm quietly brush painting some metallics onto nights at the moment so uh, not, nice. not making you, much noise what are you working on um well the last two weeks are probably, i probably i finished up some more death guard stuff so i got a heavy support squad on the go i uh that was with volkite culverins i sort of changed them over from heavy bolters um yep. i painted some combi plasmas up from my terminator squad uh i did have the intention to do some grave wardens but just just ran out of time, man. Like I, I was trying yeah. to trying to do that bit of hobby every day kind of thing, and um, it's just I just don't get that that sort of time. And I think I yeah. uh, I became a little bit disheartened with actually trying every day instead of just leaving it and then hitting it in a big batch at once. Yeah, um, I'm going to try and do that. Like um, Dave and his 15 minutes. I think that's not enough time for me. I'll get like I don't know, like like a marine built and then have to stop again. Yeah, um, yeah. But, an hour is too much to commit to every day, so I'm just going to try and, even if I can do three days a week, I'll do an hour, something like that. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. And then, um, oh, what else did I do? I'm looking at my stuff. Um, you did those, uh, I saw some new paint on your nights, yeah? Or the night jars? Yeah, yeah so they're, um, that's on the bench now. I've painted up another, I did the metallics on the majors ago, because I, you know, back when Forge World did that post to say that the armages would be getting rules soon and they previewed the one with the Volkite and stuff, I was like, yeah! So I bought <laughs> I bought two and I thought, oh, cool, these will be on the tabletop soon. And then, you know, I was like, oh, but I'll just, I'll wait for rules and then see whether I need to, you know, try and acquire the autocannons or something. And uh, yeah. I just waited and waited and waited and they got like further and further to the back of the project shelf. Yeah. Um, but yeah, without with the night event that I'm doing with Luke coming up, um, the two armages will be an option instead of one one night. So yeah, I, might, cool. I might have to buff them a bit though because they're, they're pretty dog shit with those rules that just came out. <laughs> um, yeah, a little bit. Well, they're just just flavorless. Like I think the um that there were a few guys that kind of kicked around rules early on, and then the heaps good heresy guys from Adelaide put up a pretty good rule set for their event, and. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like the the forgery ones, it just feels rushed. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, we told you we get it out. See, look. Out. Yeah, here it is. But I mean, surely, surely there's, you know, they they might be in malevolence or whatever. Like, it's yeah. not. It shouldn't be that far away, I believe. But 
Well, um, they say book eight's going to be out the weekend here, which is what next weekend. Yeah. It's weird that they're putting out, um, you know, on that, I guess we'll cover it later at some point too, but with the new Custos that have come out, it's kind of weird that they've put up um, preview rules for those considering that it's so close. Like, mm. you could just put the models out and... <laughs> and say the rules will be out in a week. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> yeah, just like hold your water for a week and then the rules will be out. But I don't know. Yeah. Uh, maybe book, hey, look, maybe it's been delayed again. Well, or or it's been delayed again. Who knows? Like, yeah, possibly. Just haven't told us yet. Yeah. So that that and I got a big box of um, Titanicus terrain. So there's uh, I think there's three ways that you can acquire the official G Dub stuff, like the Grandmaster Edition. I think that has six frames in it. If you get the small small box of terrain, you get four frames. And then I think the big box had eight frames or sixteen frames or something like that of Oh, of terrain, yeah, it was a lot. It was actually a lot more than I'd expected. Um, so I built all of that up into some pretty sizable line of sight blocking buildings, and got all that primed. Oh, and I built another Warlord Titan for Titanicus as well. So now I've got two. Oh, cool! Is two Warlords the way to go? Like, saves you having like one big scary thing. You have two big scary things. Uh, I'm not actually that scared of Warlords. Um, they definitely have big potential, but they also have, they are only one unit for the points. So you sort of have your tactical options, I think, and your, you like, you have your maneuverability, um, you know, your board positioning and stuff like that. You don't, you don't get as much sway out of them as you do with like, you know, cause flanking and, and rear shots, it's like, the, it's a real threat in AT. So okay. I think by like threatening with movement, um, you can really make up for a lack of, you know, armor or damage output or whatever, because when you get around behind something and you're getting that plus two on the armor rolls, um, you know, it becomes a pretty significant advantage. So, yeah, I'm not sure. Like the, the reason why I did get another one is they, um, they did have a different kind of spread of weapons available on the second waller that they released. And now there's a sprue that you can get them. But I just thought like, well, I'm, I probably want to get a second one anyway, just because my, my Legio in the Titan Death book has a, um, it, they, they have like a preference for heavy engines. So their lighter engines are Reavers. And then they've got, <laughs> got yeah, like then they've just got a, uh, a load of Warlords or whatever. So I was like, do it. yeah, I was like, oh, cool. You know, I can, I can sort of justify that. So I don't know about running it on the table and, and also the size of games that you need to start putting in, you know, multiple warlords can, they can get pretty big, <laughs> especially when they're, you know, when they're supported by stuff as well. Yeah. If you, cause a fun game will not be my two warlords, your two warlords. And we just rolled us until they both die. No, I think that, I think <laughs> that was the bit that really, um, it kind of hurt the game getting off the ground initially. Like in the in the box set, they should have just had, you know, if they put four warhounds in and some knights, it would have been absolutely absurdly fun because they're yeah. all yeah they're all running around full speed all over the place and they can use cover and everything like that. Whereas the warlords are inherently quite static, and um, even when you know, like I played uh, Rob the other day and pushing like pushing my reactor and running him. Uh, with a full stride order, so essentially I'm like running in the shooting phase and and moving and pushing the reactor in the movement phase as well. Um, yep. You know my guy's only covering like 
uh, what, eight, eight inches a turn or eight to 12 inches a turn or something like that. So they're not getting that. Oh, right. Yeah, they're not getting that far. Whereas, you know, with your, um, you do the same thing with a Warhound and suddenly you're going 24 inches a turn. And <laughs> they have a difference there. Yeah, yeah. Because I put the like, I put the big power claw on the wallet as well, so I was running at Rob, <laughs> trying to like smash, <laughs> trying to smash him with it. Uh, That's cool. Yeah, but I uh, I I love the models, dude. They're so cool. So it's a it's a pleasure to kind of build them. Um, yeah, um, that's the main thing I want from Titanicus. I, you know, I want a wallet type. I can't afford a three thousand dollar one. But I can totally have one that sits on my desk. And it's <laughs> it's not that you know it doesn't seem. I think when you put it directly next to your 30k stuff, you're like, uh, this is, you know, it's a bit lackluster when you look at it, but when, when it's in isolation and you look at the models on the table, you're like, fuck, this is cool. Like it's, it's super cool to look at, you know, like a warlord and two reavers and two warhounds and then a bunch of knights running around all over the place. And yeah, Yeah, that's pretty sick. It's a great, I mean, no man, just, just think of it like Lord of the Rings when they did the movies. They're just fighting really far away in the distance, and the space rings was really close. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, so yeah, that's that's pretty much all I've been working on. What have you got? What have you got coming up? And then you're just building that stuff that you got now. Yeah, no, I'm just working on this stuff first. So I've um, I'll get these forty marines probably knocked out today. I reckon I've already cut all the bits and pieces off, so it'll be starting to the glue stage. Oh, all right. Because I'm not putting guns on, it's going to be pretty quickly to do really just you need to use like one last cannon to make sure it fits on that one guy and then do it 10 times are they um, are they the forge world mark fours or are they the kelf mark fours they're the forge world ones oh cool nice yeah um yeah found it's easier than the kelf ones yeah um, but yeah uh how about uh played any other games lately i mean we we're both at that event last weekend yeah, the mega event, mega day. Mega, yeah. The was it Outpost Open Day at the South Perth Community Center. Yeah, I um I haven't played since then. Actually, did did you play? Have you played at all since then? No, I haven't done anything since then. I got home and went back to work. <laughs> well, it was brutal for you guys. Like I I um I think everybody knows that you're you're down south quite a way, and I yeah. um I think you guys got to my place about twelve. 30 or quarter to one or something after driving up after work so <laughs> yeah, uh, that was a long day i know and then and then you had to sleep on the floor in my lounge room like <laughs> it's it fucking brutal um let none say we aren't dedicated to the heresy cause <laughs> i know man i think yeah we probably all, all of us got about four and a half five hours sleep and then got up and had coffee and shot the shit and you guys went down and got straight into it yeah um, what was your what was your first game so I played, uh, it was meant to be a armature game of World Eaters versus Ultramarines. So it was going to be me and Aiden, who's Fendry Miniatures on Instagram, yep. um, versus Jack Hudley with his Bin Standard Studios and <clears throat> Jake Sandlands. I don't know if he's on Instagram. Um, there's, only, uh, there's only hot muscle pics of him on Instagram. <laughs> it's, uh, I think it's JJS something. Uh, I'm not sure what the number is on the back end of that, but yeah, it's all just like photos of him being basically like a prototype corn berserker. He's like, he's <laughs> fucking with his huge arms and yeah, he's fucking jacked. He's huge. It's ridiculous. He is well, like <laughs> six three or something, and like arms as wide as my head. Yeah, I think he. Yeah, he's definitely got arms as wide as your head, but I think he might he might even be taller than that. Um, Jesus. Yeah, I know, and he's fast as fuck too, man. Like his his asset is not being massive; it's being fast, which is oh, which is yeah, which is scary. And then beat you up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. 
Um, he's he's a, in the police academy now as well. Like that's that's a dude a dude you don't want to run from. What <laughs> <laughs> pity the criminals? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not gonna get away. And when he catches you, you are fucked. <laughs> you're just gonna give up. <laughs> yeah. So luckily, you only had to fight him on the tabletop. But even then, he uh, unfortunately couldn't make it. Unfortunately, he was sick. He uh, he must have hooked up with um, Nogal the night before because he was sick as a dog, and he. Unfortunately, didn't even let us know he wasn't coming until about 11 o'clock. So yeah. by then, we were pretty well and truly through the game. Um, so what was meant to be a 3K per player per side turned into me and Aiden running 1,500 each against Jack's 1,500 points. Uh, sorry, 2,000 points. Yeah. Um, but look, it was still a great game. We had really good banter. Um, Jack still had his like Mastodon full of all kinds of horrible things. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so... It was basically just me and Aiden kind of put half our stuff aside each. How did you wait for the world is come to us? How did you guys split up? Um, split up your three K? Did you? Because I noticed you had you had your fell blade. So did yeah, you? Did I, you do like a combined blade. army or? No, we just kind of because we thought well because we didn't know Jake wasn't coming at all. We're like, oh well, we'll start with like our like live infantry kind of thing and say this is like the outskirts of the city so we've just got marines and then when jay gets here we'll bring on our big stuff yeah um but he never came so it turned into like 40 odd 50 tactical marines and like a derrida and my contemptor and i think a venator yeah facing off against a full scary three thousand point world leader army yeah okay yeah <laughs> so we didn't really have anything to stop mastodons or things like that <laughs> They're pretty hard so, to bring down anyway, right? Yeah, and with the Monival rules, they've got like 12 hold points instead of 10 and all that kind of thing. Uh-huh. So when, when you're facing off against that, that you know, Jack was running it or flat outing it every turn kind of thing. So yeah. you've got two turns to stop a 12 hold point thing that's full of contempt of donuts. Yeah. <laughs> you don't really have much of a chance. <laughs> and those world eater contemptors are insane. Oh, they're so crazy. Yeah. He repeatedly charged a, like, an ultramarine tactical squad and just wiped it and then the next turn just wiped someone else and you're like, oh, this is good. Yeah. And you you guys played on quite a dense urban table, didn't you? We did, yeah. It was pretty thick, to be honest. I mean, I'd even go so far as calling it, you could play Centurion on it pretty well. Yeah. Um, so we're trying to squeeze Leviathans and Mastodons through terrain and that kind of thing. Did that hurt you guys for sort of line of sight uh, opportunities on the World Eaters as they came up? or A little bit. I mean, it's pretty hard to hide a mastodon yeah that's true <laughs> but but i mean he was getting you know five up save and jack's world did a dice i'm swear to god uh like that you know bro uh, those <laughs> those forge world dice are fucked like <laughs> I, I don't know i when i had the ira horus dice uh, i felt like they were broken i felt like they were broken and i know it's it's almost impossible for them to be actually broken but the <laughs> amount of sixes i would roll with them it would be it would be rude. Like people would be like, "Oh, for yeah. fuck's sake!" And I don't know whether it's because you notice it more because it's got the icon on that side or what. But yeah, yeah, it seems it seems heaps more harsh. <laughs> yeah. So, but anyway, I mean, it was it turned into like it devolved into more of a uh, we'll bring some extra units in if they're getting white. So by turn three or so, um, we we're like, "Oh well, we'll start winding it up to get ready for the next big game." So that's when me and Aiden just started bringing all that big shit and. But we tried to bring it on like random table edges. Yeah. So everything kind of came on. Well, basically the other opposite side of the table from where all the world is were killing all our guys. Oh, okay. So, 
<laughs> it was the way it was going to go was it was basically going to restart into start a second game pretty much. Yeah, okay. All the first off was dead, and you've got all your new toys coming in. And then the world leaders so, would have just wheeled around and started moving it then. Yeah. yeah. So we kind of just called it. Um, and then Jack and Aiden had like their warlord fight off. So it was oh, cool. Khan and 10 Terminators yeah. versus Gilliman and 10 Terminators. Right. Um, which isn't really, you know, when you think about it points wise, it's not exactly fair. But. Um, Who got the, got the charge? Oh. Yeah, Jack did it with as well as, yeah. Um, and they wiped the entire Ultramarine Terminator contingent on turn one. <laughs> oh, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and I think they lost like two guys in return. Yeah. So th- things are looking bad for Milk Daddy. Um, but Gilliman went on, I believe, to kill every single person. So, Of course he did. Yeah, he killed like, I think, seven Terminators and Khan by himself. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> he's a, he is a weapon. He's like definitely he an, an alpha level Primark. Yeah. And I mean, Aiden was doing amazingly well with it. Um, it will not die rolls. I think he's getting one back like every single turn. Yeah, right. Um, that uh, re-rollable four plus invulnerable save was going really well. So, yeah. Yeah, he, he fairly nailed it. It was pretty amazing to see. Cause, um, What's the deal Jacks, with Gilliman's one? It's, it's you can re-roll one. Involved per turn or something? Is that right? Or it's, is yes, real one involved per phase per turn. Oh, okay, yeah, cool. Yeah, so I mean, obviously he's not getting shot when he's in combat, but in the assault phase, yeah, you gain one reroll save a turn. Yeah, well, I mean, doing really well with that. Saving those those two wounds that could potentially go through add up in the end, especially if you can get one of them back to every second turn. Yeah, which is what he's doing. You know, he might lose a wound and then he'd. Get it back next turn the way it was going. How so, long? How long did the combat take to play out? Not too long. Uh, maybe I don't know twenty minutes, six for about five turns. Yeah, right. Cool. <laughs> nice. So it was a good way to finish the game. Like you know, this is what could have happened if uh, you know, they didn't have all of Lawgar and everyone just killed them, just wrecking face. But yeah, we win. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, awesome. No, and then um, yeah, then we moved on to the armature game, which I'll let not not armature, it's man. And I'll let you uh, explain that one a bit. Yeah, so we had 30,000 points roughly on the table. Um, I think we had, it was an 18-foot long table, so there were three 6x4s sort of side to side, and then each 6x4 had somewhere between, I think, five and a half, six thousand points and four and a half thousand points. Um, yep. We had at your end, because you, you took over Jack's World Eaters, um, yeah, that was so good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you, you got to be a bad boy for the day. Um, yep. So you were fighting against uh, Brett's Raven Guard, and then we yeah. had Pat and who was with Pat that had Iron Hands? Pat and Sam Samuel. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Sam. Yep. Yeah, he's a good dude. Uh, so yeah, Sam and Pat had like a combined arms, very tank heavy Iron Hands force, and that was <laughs> facing a lot of tanks. <laughs> yeah, that was facing off against uh, Nick and Ryan, who had Sons of Hor. Uh, yeah, Sons of Horus and Emperor's Children. Yep. And then on my side, because uh, I was the end, end table at the far end opposite you, um, I had my Death Guard versus Justin and Jai, who both had Salamanders. So, yep. yeah, so it was pretty good. We it was um, it was a bit of a shooting gallery kind of setup. So mm-hmm. we had uh, I think fifteen inch deployment zones, and everybody deployed pretty well close to the front of that so there was pretty pretty bulk carnage um 
Traders managed to get the first turn, which was pretty good. Um, and on my table, Edge. <laughs> oh, what do you mean? Oh, well, because you didn't start with Brett anything seized. on the table. Oh, Brett no, seized Brett on you. <laughs> oh, no way. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, well, I think the Emperor's Children and Sons of Horus managed to hold their first turn as well. But yeah, it was it was wild. So basically, any it was it was a huge apocalypse game. It was just for shits and giggles. There was kind of no point to it, really. Like we weren't we weren't having a competitive game. It was more about just shooting the shit and uh, and hanging out and putting on a bit of a. I think it was more of like a model showcase for the club, wasn't it? Than anything. It was, yeah. It was to show and showing other players, you know, that are playing forty k and not the games. You know, this is what heresy can be if you want to go like full size. Yeah, you know, we had. Like we had, I had Jack's Mastodon. Red had his Stormbird. Um, there were Spartans everywhere. There was Primarchs running around. It's if to, if you want to show up heresy, that was a good way to do it. Yeah, yeah. But did they have a? Did we have a Horus as well or not? No, Nick didn't bring him. Okay, um, and yeah. we didn't have a Angron either because Jake was going to bring Angron, but he didn't show, unfortunately. Yeah, cool. Okay, but did I you have? Really did you have Corax? Yep, we had Corax. Um, okay. And there was Ryan with Fulgrim. Yep. And Sam had Ferris, and you had Montarian, yes? Yep. Oh, and uh, Jai had... Lord, uh, Lord Queef. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that guy. Uh, Vulcan. Vulcan. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it, it was cool. Like, uh, I think um, the, the endless reserves were really handy because otherwise, especially at my end, I think the game could have been over pretty quickly. Um, yeah. You know, and those Apocalypse games as well, like I, d- I don't usually play that big for a reason because it's sort of mm. that first turn is just so savage. And yeah, yeah, I ended up shooting a heap of shit that was kind of critical to them making it across the table. And they both had, um, especially on my end, Justin and Jai had quite close range armies. Yeah. Whereas mine was like a battery of las cannons, like four and a, four and a half thousand points of las cannons on one side. <laughs> so, so yeah, I mean, like uh, Brett was playing uh, like orbital assault or whatever the Raven Guard one is. Um, yeah. So drop pods everywhere. But honestly, the last thing you want to do with world leaders is, is be, strike next be to close. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he dropped in like right in front of me, um, which basically just meant I could. Turn one, I was just jumping out of Macedons and Spartans and charging. Yeah. Um, and fair to say, yeah, the, I mean, Brett's a great player. We played a few times in the past and he does really well. But when you're having to start that close to world leaders, you're going to have a bit of a hard time. Yeah, um, definitely. And a quarter of his points, too, was allocated to a Stormbird. So, exactly. When you got to use one turn. Yeah, yeah. We used it for one turn and then it was decided by the, the GM, Marcus, that it was going to start flying up and down the table and just strafing all the other battlefields. And yeah. so, yeah, poor old Brett then had like, he was like a thousand points down on all your bullshit. Um, yeah, because I had Jackson with his world, uh, well, like Sons of Horus. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I had, I had 3K and he and Brett had five. So we got Jackson in with 2K, but then. Yeah, the Stormbird flew away. So, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that was cool. Um, the Stormbird flew over, like, turn one, and it dropped off Korax and five Terminators and a Leviathan. Yeah. Um, so, which is pretty cool. We made up, like, a little special on the fly. It couldn't actually fit on the table because it was covered in drop pods and Mastodons and stuff. So, we just said everything just literally jumped out the back door. 
Yeah, okay, nice. <laughs> um, so we did like dangerous train tests for Terminators, like cratering into the ground and that kind of thing. Did anybody get hurt? Yeah, uh, he lost two Terminators on the drop. <laughs> oh, really? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Turns out, you know, jumping from space is bad. Even <laughs> yeah, you're like, we've got the orbital assault right of war, right? And they're like, no, 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 we don't. <laughs> and they're like, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> we should have borrowed those teleport hammers from the Imperial Fist before we left. Yeah, or well, the Night Laws. You're just tumbling out <laughs> the back ramp like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was pretty good. Um, I managed to kill Corax with... Um, I managed to charge him with 10 tactical marines and calm. I mean, anyone that's played world leaders lately knows that 10 tactical marines are something to be feared. So oh, yeah. I was barely wailing on Corax and managed to bring him down after a few turns of combat. Khan almost survived. He made it till the turn Corax died as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Were they, were they in a challenge? Crazy four upsides. Were they fighting in a challenge? Yeah. Yep. Oh, okay, cool. But Corax was by himself, so yeah. we say challenge, but it, you know, it kind of just meant that Khan got an extra weapon skill, so he was hitting him on threes. Yeah, right. <laughs> Fuck. Fucking Khan. <laughs> Khan's ruthless. Yeah, and because Angon wasn't there, he had um, Gorchild, so he was fairly just hacking through him. Yeah. I mean, Corax is good. Well, I'll be nice. I don't really think he's very good. He's only got his five plus in vulnerable side, which you really notice that when people are wailing on you with like strength six chainsaws. Yeah, he needs um he needs some boyfriends, hey? Yeah, he really needs some help. And when the Terminators were getting murdered by a contemptor, he was by himself getting hit by like thirty chain axes a turn or something. Yeah, right. That's ruthless. I um I didn't I didn't end up fighting Vulcan at all. I just tried to avoid him. <laughs> That's probably the way to do it, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I shot I shot his Spartan in turn one, I think, and then just watched him like walk across the battlefield for <laughs> three three <laughs> three turns, um, and you know, kind of gradually drip fed him units that I thought were expendable. So you know, I, I gave him like an assault squad and a Leviathan to play with and a few things like that. So because he's he's only got like four attacks, yeah. So he's not really murdering his way through squads. Uh, I don't know, man. He he he's still Primarch. Like, oh yeah, no, no doubt. But I yeah. mean, he's probably better against like when you feed him Leviathans and stuff. He's yeah, probably gonna do better against that than you will against like fifteen assault marines. Dude, he had strength ten and armor bane. <laughs> it's, it's like an, <laughs> an absurd amount of um shit coming out of him. Yeah, uh, but, that hammer's now mastercrafted like AP one. So if you're yeah. dread not, you do not want to be facing Vulcan. I think the Leviathan was the best way to go though, because he, I think, in two or three rounds of combat, he managed to only get. Uh, one or two hits go through. Um, cause, right. Yeah, because I just saved everything else, which was pretty good. So that, that <laughs> certainly four, helps. Yeah, that four up can be pretty pretty good sometimes when it works. Um, that's where it never works for me. Huh? I keep yeah. buying my Leviathan. I'm like, yeah, it's going to go so well. And four of my last five games, they've just been like lucky. Like, oh, I'll just shoot that last count at the Leviathan. Yeah. <laughs> I think you've got to keep hitting it like over and over and over and over again until it goes. No. And, Not mine, uh, you just look at it and it falls over. Yeah, what, one, one shot and then it's done. Um, yeah, so my, my side of the game went it went pretty well. I think with the with the reserves thing, uh, because they would come on like immediately the next deployment phase, 
So yep. in my shooting phase, I killed a bunch of shit and felt victorious. And I was like, yeah, this is great. This is going really well. And then <laughs> that same shit just drove back on again and started shooting. And I was like, ah, okay, cool. I've got to change this up a little bit. So after, yep. t- after that turn, I switched everything over to Interceptor. So I was then shooting, oh, yeah. shooting it at the end of its own movement phase. So it wouldn't get to shoot me back. Um, nah, that's a good idea. So that worked out pretty well. But that, that also kind of... It, it maybe took the game away from my opponents a little bit too, because like Jai, Jai had his Arcus, and I think in five turns I only got to shoot once, even though it was yeah he did say that a few times yeah because he was <laughs> like a bit sad about that he was like I'd just drive it on and then I would like immediately shoot it off the table again with a you know a Derrideo and some Lies cannons or, or whatever so yeah it's pretty disheartening because he's you know just finished painting he's like yeah. We were looking at the rules and like on the drive up to Perth. Oh, dude, it's so savage. AP two. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's so good. And after the days, I was like, it shot once and it did nothing. (laughs) Like, oh, that's rough. And even then, it didn't get to do the ripple fire because it had to move to get a good line of sight (laughs) because everything else was moving up and and because it was quite a lot on their table edge, it managed to obscure its kind of line of sight. So what he what he wanted to shoot at, so he drove it up a little bit and then shot the four shots, and I think you know might have killed three three dudes or whatever but um yeah and then i I just (laughs) kept shooting it off the table because they're so (laughs) they're so ruthless it's like yeah one of those units that i really fear with my army being pretty much a centurion army like that that tank is just so punishing Um, yeah i kind of i'm gonna give one a try like i've got a um, sicker and battle tank and i've got a whirlwind scorpius and the turrets fit so (laughs) yeah (laughs) just put one on top of the other and well, then that, I'm gonna see how it goes. That's pretty. Works, I'll get buy another one. That's pretty much all that kit was. So yeah, yeah. If I you look at it closely. The only difference is the missile is um, the missiles in the Arcus are small missiles, and in the Whirlwind Scorpius, they're big missiles. So uh, really, okay. yeah, you can't really tell the difference right unless you properly look. I think the size. There's a quite a big size difference in the top turret. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um. Yeah. The the Arcus one is quite a bit bigger than the. Um, what's the Scorpius? Yeah, the Scorpius yep. one's quite small. So um, I love the Scorpius, man. The Scorpius is so good. I know it's it's a beast. It's just that I think I feel like their Seeker and Chassis is a little bit more survivable, right? Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, that's what I'm a 13, 12, 12 or something. It's it's a great tank. Yeah, it's just the, like the problem is they've kind of made the main the normal battle tank obsolete. Like, why would you take that when you can take a Punisher? Or the bloody plasma carronade thing. Yep. You're right. I but, think I think with that um, that right of war tour, I wouldn't mind seeing that get adjusted so that you can take some of the variants. Because yeah, mm. the the normal ones okay, but you don't really want to take you know take three of them or take them in the elite slots or whatever because they're not yeah. they're not that good. I think the the thirty k really shines with the specialization of units, especially when you can build a really strong theme. Yeah, exactly. And um, so I, yeah, I, I want to get a couple more. I've got one from Ultramarines. I would like to get a couple of the other types or even just the turrets so I can swap it in and out. Yeah. But um, I don't know which ones I get. The Miyakas is just too good. So I'd probably give that one a try. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I don't. Four, five, six. I'm not sure about the Punisher one, you know, the, the one with the Gatling yeah. gun. Um, it looks amazing. I mean, it does look amazing. Like yeah. Three inch long chain gun. <laughs> and and I like the um I love it when they do offset stuff too. You know, everything's usually quite symmetrical. 
And yeah. I think that that looks really dope, the like the offset gun off to one side and um, the, yeah. the big ammo feed going over the top. Yeah, no, that's it. It looks amazing, but I mean, it's the same as rotor cannons, right? They yeah. They look so cool and you just want them to be good and you're like, I'm never going to use that. Unless, unless you do Thousand Suns or whatever. Like, that's pretty yes. much the only way. Or play Blood Angels because you can get assault cannons, can't you? Yeah, I thought about doing that actually. But <laughs> with my old assault ride of war, I just feel they'll drop in, only can snap by, and people are like, ooh, that's 10 assault cannons. And then they get shot. <laughs> but remember, we talked about it last time. You can build a Centurion army out of your, your force. Well, that's true. In Sorry. which case, they will be fucking devastating. <laughs> that would be pretty amazing. So who knows? That might be on the table one day. I think I actually have five road cans here. Oh, really? Exact reasons. Yeah. yeah. I um. Yeah. So o- overall, with the game, like I, I enjoyed. I didn't enjoy the game as much as I enjoyed the hanging out. Yeah. I felt. Nice, I felt like after the first turn or two, I was. I was almost. Uh, not not after the first turn or two. By like turn three, turn four, I think both both sides of us, we were probably pretty done. Um, yeah, it was the same well, kind of vibe down your end. Yeah, yeah. Um, we had to actively change the rules a little bit for uh, Brett because he was doing his. He had dreadnought drop pods with contemptors inside. Um, so I was finding that the drop pod comes down, the dreadnought stays inside. I have to shoot the drop pod until it dies, and I can charge the dreadnought inside that. They can't and stay. The they can't stay inside anymore. Or do they actively have to get up? Yeah, yeah. In the last FAQ that came out, I think they have okay, to. Cool. Yeah, they have well, to. They well, have to get out good. when it deploys, but they still get that shrouded safe. Okay, well that's basically what we changed it to anyway. So we said that you had to get out because I was literally like, it drops down. I shoot it. I charge a dreadnought. Next turn, a drop pod lands in exactly the same spot. I'm yeah, like, okay. I, I can't get to the other deployment zone. Yeah, <laughs> if yeah. it's just covered in drop pods every single time. Yeah. So we did that, um, and but by the end, I literally had like my entire infantry bunch of world eaters standing pretty much against his table edge. Remember that old picture that came out with the yeah. guy with the crew like along the table edge, so the white scars can come on the board. Oh, really? That was me. <laughs> so you stopped you stopped him walking onto the board. <laughs> that was going to be the idea for him going out. <laughs> That's hilarious. But um, he's like, "Oh, I can deep strike him in." I'm like, eh, "You can do that." But I had a Macedon behind it, so I managed to nail like a Dark Fury squad with a Macedon as it dropped in and that kind of thing. So yeah, it was yeah. By, but we made it to turn five, I think. Yeah, so we we, we we played till turn five as well. How much did you lose overall for the world leaders? Honestly, I think I lost the Contemptor and a Bike Squad, and they recycled, and then they didn't die again. Yeah. Okay. So not very much, I think. Brett lost a fair bit because, like I said, he unfortunately was deep striking against world leaders. I reckon um, out of everyone, he probably had it the hardest for the day because he just... I think so. And when you when you deep strike, it's not like his Dark Furies could assault. And because of the type of table that we had, there was nowhere for them to hide. So they would all yep. just come down and then you would charge them again and wipe them off the table. And, yeah, pretty uh, much. That's, I killed the Dark Furies three times, I think. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, they landed and then they got... First time they got shot by a Macedon. Second time they deep struck and landed in front of my Terminators. And then third time they walked on the board in front of the Terminators. Um, and Dark Fury isn't only really good, but when all you've got is lightning claws against masses of two off armor saves and yeah. four plus and vulnerable saves and feel no pain from Primus Medicaids, 
he, he just wasn't killing enough to stop them. Sure, yeah. We did. Then, you, did you lose the Mastodon in the end? Nah, the Mastodon. I think I only lost about two whole points. Oh wow! Yeah. Shit. Um, my Leviathan killed his Leviathan up over about four turns, I think. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. And Corax went down to yeah, Khan and his homeboys. Yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, I thought it was great. It was good seeing everyone again. Um, I, I do love seeing the big gangs. They can get a bit tricky to play, and whoever gets first turn generally has a really big advantage. Um, but it's just so cool seeing all the big toys on the tabletop. You know, that Stormbird Brett has is incredible. It yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's massive. Like, it, I don't know. It must be it must be a foot by, a, foot, by a foot, right? Like, it, I yeah, think, and you said it weighs something like four kilos, five kilos on it? Yeah, right. <laughs> That's a lot of red. When it flew onto our table, I was legitimately worried <laughs> worried, worried for my model security. I was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please don't fall on my stuff. Yeah, yeah. But did I, you see that resin like stand it's on? Yeah, that's really cool. <laughs> it's like an inch thick resin. <laughs> Well, I I think it's MDF. I was talking to him about it. He said he glued all these MDF um, discs together and then built the scenic base up and then used a hole saw and uh, just dropped a hole down the center for that um, that clear acrylic rod that he's got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, the acrylic rod was cool, and he's got two. So he's got one he can he's got tall one so it uses when it flies, and the short one it uses when he's like landing it. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was great seeing that, and I think a few of the other, you know, you know, like looking down the other tables, I really liked seeing the Iron Hands tanks versus the, because yeah. I think the Sons of Horus and the Emperor's Children had probably the most, um, they had like the the bastions and the helipad, yeah, yep. the helipad thing, and like a bunch of other things. So they had quite like quite a fortress to storm, and it was cool seeing the tank army kind of going up against that. Yeah, um, yeah, I think it worked well. I mean, if I had gone against the iron hands i think i'd have had a really bad day <laughs> yeah uh maybe well see the thing is like you you just kept coming back on right so yeah well that's true and you know the tanks would have probably had to stay at range then whereas i think with that game they they pushed the action hard like they deployed and then the scout moved and yeah they were right up in the grill of the emperor's children and sons of horus as well because well, i think they were both running head of the gorgon right and then, because of the way the table was set out, they couldn't outflank. So Marcus gave him scout. Yeah. So yeah, the tanks were pretty close really quickly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, I think my side, like the the dudes, did manage to get up the table a fair bit. Um, but once once they sort of getting got towards the halfway point, that's normally when their units would recycle and end up back, you know, coming back on from the board edge kind of thing. It was only. Um, I think Justin got his pyroclasts pretty much into my deployment zone and into close combat, and yep. um, and then Jai's uh, Vulcan and Fire Drakes um, ma- made it up. Man, how good are those Fire Drakes? Oh, like they're so hard to kill. It's just <laughs> I don't know that Motarian. I think he went six combat phases with maybe three or four of them, and I. Yep. I just like they just kept saving, and it was like, okay, cool. <laughs> we'll, we'll just we'll wait again for the next round. Um, yeah, I know. I played. I mean, I played you a bit because we live in Albany. But, yeah. Um, yeah, those fire drakes. They may not always kill everything, but man, you get your like your big hard assault units, and you're like, yeah, this is going to be really good. 
Yeah. Oh, it's five turns later, and I've killed like two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know. I shot. I shot the like a one of my lords of war was the typhon, and I shot the typhon shot over there, and it was just like I think they all saved or something oh. like that. And it was like, oh, okay, cool, <laughs> no worries. Just keep keep that going. Was unexpected. Yeah. Um, how did how did Jai and Pat enjoy the day? Because you guys that- obviously had four and a half hours to talk about it on the way home. We did. We um because we then after the day we starting at. Well, I mean, I was playing my first game at 8 o'clock, and I think we finished at, what, 4-ish or so? Yeah, that's right. After four hours sleep, then we had to get back in the car and drive all the way back to Albany, so another four and a half hours in the car, um, and poor Jai had to work on Sunday. Yeah, it's pretty harsh. <laughs> so, he's, no, a committed, he's a committed man. Absolutely. But no, man, they had a great time. Um, yeah, we, I know Jai was saying in particular that he wants to try and make a, more of an effort to come to more things like that next year. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, we've got 40k in Albany, but we just don't get that, that heresy gameplay. So we'll, we'll try and make Skulls in March, and then the second one, I think, at the end of the year. Yeah. Um, and we've got Wasteland in Albany in August. So if we can try and get you know three or four good game days a year, I think that's pretty good. Yeah, it's still worth pursuing the 30k at that point, I think. Cause you... Well, it is, yeah. Yeah. And I, mean, that... I mean, I've played, you know, some years you go through and you're like, I played one event day, so that's you know, maybe three games. Yeah. Why am I spending... Four hundred, five, you know, thousand dollars a year on armies when I'm never going to play them. Yeah, that's true. I've got to do a bit of a call actually. I think because I get I get super enthusiastic about projects and then acquire a bunch of shit, and suddenly you're like, oh, yeah, I'm never going to have time to paint another army, really. Um, yeah, well, uh, that's my problem. I mean, I try and st- my way to stay committed to the hobby is by buying stuff. Yeah, um, <laughs> which is why I've ended up with my new project of trying to get to ten thousand points of Ultramarine, and I've got like nearly four thousand points of Blood Angels, well, and they've seen the table four times. Well, you've um, you've got a. I, I think also we need to probably step the Albany wasteland thing up to maybe twice a year at some point too. So well, that'd be the dream, wouldn't it? Yeah, and I reckon you probably could too. Like have a have a summer one and have a winter one because it's a, it's a really nice place to be in summer as well down your way. So if yeah, we exactly. if we could get dudes to um to make the effort to come down twice a year, I think that'd be pretty good. Um, but yeah, I think it could probably happen. I mean, there's what skulls in well, this is March, which is a little bit earlier than it used to be, and then the other one is November, I think. So have in, have they set August. a date for that yet for skulls in March? Yeah, the twenty, I think twenty third. I have in my head. Ooh, motherfucker! That's my girlfriend's birthday. I'm not going to be able to go. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what it is. Um, yeah, okay. There's no, there's no event for it yet. Yeah. So I oh know. I'm sure that's just up in the air. Okay. All right. We'll so see. Maybe you'll, maybe you'll hear that. Yeah, it probably won't take too long for them to finalize that. I guess. Um, and oh, well, I think. Yeah, so we're on February 17 for the night fight, and then February, February 23rd is the first Adeptus Titanicus thing in Perth. Um, so they're having like just yeah. a, a come and play, hang out kind of thing at the North Perth Bowls Club. Um, oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, St- did you meet Stanley? He's quite a tall tall guy, was kind of... I think I did, yeah. Yeah, kind of cruising around. He's the one that started the Word Bearers. Yeah. Yeah, so he's, um, he's really dig deep into... Titanicus, like he's, I think he's got maybe, I reckon he'd probably have at least 10 or 15 Titans painted by now, plus Knights, plus plus terrain, plus everything. He's he's a jet. Um, Proper dick dick. 
Yeah, yeah, all the way, nuts and all. Um, <laughs> and he's he's trying to get everyone who's into it together to, you know, have like a meet and greet and kind of get some games down and that kind of thing. So after um, yeah, that's cool. after the night the night event, I've got to try and hustle a little bit and get a, a bit more done on my Titans just so that I can, you know, have at least tabletop standard ready to go with them. Um, yep. But yeah, it'll be it'll be good. Hopefully, I can make the the March thing because I I hate to miss that. But in uh in that light too, if you guys need anywhere to crash, let me know. Cheers, um, yeah, no, it's um coming up from Perth, so two Perth is the drive's the easy bit really. Yeah, it's the flying somewhere to sleep and that kind of thing. It's you know you can say at hotels and that kind of thing. You let it changes your cost value from you know oh it's not too bad, bit of fuel and that kind of thing to. Yeah, God, it's yeah. Sometimes you need to have a day off work if this event's on Sunday. Yeah, ditch Monday as well. Then you're paying you know hundred dollars a night per person for a hotel room. You're like, I think I think it's fun, but it's not five hundred dollars every time. It's kind of fun. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> it's definitely that's what's hard about um, WA too, because nothing is cheap here, and <laughs> everything you know, is far away. Yeah, and everything is far away. So it's not like in the states where I think you can you can do a road trip and stay in a motel and it doesn't really cost you that much to go and, you know, check out another event or something. And I'm sure there's like affordable motels in the UK, but yeah. over here, because of this like mining boom that we're always apparently in it, um, everything is just so fucking expensive and it's not justified. Like for the shittest hotel, you're still paying, I don't know, like 150 bucks a night or something like that. Yeah. Like that, the Metro in on, uh, Canning Highway, which is a good, great spot for playing at the South Perth Center. Yeah. Um, for three people, it's 189 bucks for <sighs> one bedroom with like a split king and an extra single. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, like, so this year, thank you for having us because otherwise it's going to be like yeah, $200 to sleep for four hours. No, I'm, so, gl- yeah. I'm glad, man. And all it cost you guys was a blowjob each too, so. Yeah, exactly. It's a cheap time, really. I'm yeah. surprised you keep it going that long. Yeah, you only had so much time for us to cycle our way through. It's Jai's beard, man. It kept tickling me and getting me out of the zone. Oh, <laughs> Christ. <laughs> I, I would say we'd edit that, but I'm not going to. <laughs> yeah, editing's too hard. It's raw. Yeah, it's always raw, like me after uh, after you guys camp over. <laughs> <laughs> but um, all right, moving along from that, um, look, how about we before we go into new stuff because new stuff is cool. Hit me with some Titanic stock. Give me sell it to me because I'm looking at the models because I got some for Rob pattern. Yeah, um, and they look amazing, and I'm going to pull that trigger. And I've got another guy in Albany, John. If you're listening to this. I I'm sorry for doing this too. John, but, fucking do it. Do it, John. Do it. <laughs> he's getting in, a, in on it with me, I believe. Yeah. Um, so. How, do you, how do you get started? started? Yeah. Uh, look, I think um, I think it can be very expensive. I think the the game has cost me way too much so far. And I I reckon most of that comes down to um, terrain and rules because the models yep. and the models themselves are quite affordable um, mm-hmm. I think obviously if you go down the the legit path uh, that Manipal, um hang on let me just pull up the website it's like the battle battle group box set um, yep. or something like that it's like 220 bucks on Emperor and you get two warhounds a Reaver and a um, warlord 
okay. they yep. come in like the the base kind of pattern. Um, where they get you though is the fact that you need to have like the terminals, the rules packs, the weapon pack, uh, the templates are all specific to the game, and then obviously you need quite a lot of cover um, because unobscured lines of fire are pretty much almost game over for models. So you've got to really like jump between covers to actually make things work. Um, yep. I think the game, the game is a lot of fun with like three or four Titans. So if you can get that either, either that or like, I don't know, the <coughs> recast <coughs> uh, <laughs> version of, of that battle group, that's a really good way to get started because you are, you know, I think the the Reavers and the Warhounds beautifully showcase the strategy in the movement of the game, and yep. and how the the Titans' maneuverability really comes into play. How the phases, because you know, it's sort of that you go, I uh, no, it's not you go, I go. It's alternating activation. Um, the alternating activation means that the tactics of the game are constantly switching up with every single activation. So. You might predict that someone's going to do like, you know, do a standard move forwards and then shoot, but then suddenly maybe they'll like push the reactor, turn two times and run completely the opposite way sort of thing. And you're like, <laughs> oh, fuck, like I did not expect that. And then, you know, it's it's shifted how the game momentum goes. So yeah. um, I think the best units to showcase like the ability to move and counter are the like the mid range or light lightweight titans sort of things? Um, yeah. So what warhounds and like well, a reaver or two kind of? Yeah, warhounds and reavers, and they. I mean, I haven't got hold of mine yet, but that new Titan Death campaign supplements just come out. Um, there'll be PDFs available for that sort of stuff pretty quickly with the Russians. So yeah. you, you know that Russian source of of PDFs. Um, yeah. I have the I've got the hard copy books, but I also find the PDFs are really good too because they've made them searchable, and um, you can sort of go through and, and quickly search like a a keyword search in the PDF, and it'll take you to where you need to go. Whereas there's a lot of flicking back and forth in those books. Um, so yeah, it can definitely get you uh, get you started on this cheap. But I reckon yeah. um, the game does revolve around mana pools. So you want to probably get like the maniples from the starter set are either the Venator maniple, which is two Warhounds and a Reaver, and then you can get two further, further Warhounds. And they all synergize with each other in a certain way. You can still add to that to keep building it up. But that comes, yep. in, that comes in at probably around 1,000 points all up for the five Titans. Um, okay. And then the Axiom's the next one where they have one of each of the three classes that have been released so far. Uh, so you've got a Warhounder Reaver and a Warlord, and yep. I think that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And they get like command bonuses too. Um, and then you can add another, another Reaver and another Warhound to that. So it's almost like that starter battle group box set that I was telling you about. So you have okay. two yep, Warhounds, cool. yeah, two Reavers and that kind of thing. Um, the Knights are really fun. Uh, I think the Sarastas Knights are probably almost one of the most ruthless units in the game. So if you like the look of them... Um, How can you not? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, they're, like, they're, they're really powerful on the table. They take good advantage of cover and they can move really fast as well. 
and something that I've seen him able to do, which is is really cool, is you put him like you put him on a charge order, and because you don't have a like you don't have a firing arc with them, it's three sixty. If any titan, oh. if any titan sort of comes into their charge range, um, you can leave them sitting on charge and and sitting sort of obscured behind cover, and kind of almost like goalkeep units. So, like, <laughs> if like charge Overwatch basically. Yeah, pretty much charge Overwatch. So you just sit and wait with them and then you can activate them last. And if you haven't charged with them, it's not a big loss because what you've done is you've like forced the hand of the maneuverability of your opponent. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. There's so much to talk about. I, uh, I, love, I love the game. I think it's... Um, I, I don't know. What, what else does John play? Uh, we, we play mainly 40k at the moment. Okay. Um, he's got Tyranids and that kind of thing. So he's looking at... He's always likes big titans and stuff, so yeah, I think he's just looking at um, getting in on that kind of side of thing a bit. And have you? So, and he was, have you he was or really he? Came when it got announced and everything, and then the price of the war, the, the grand whatever warlord edition, yeah, scared all of us, us Australians off quite a bit. Yeah, it was so, five five hundred bucks. It was a bit rich. Yeah, so when you think like, oh yeah, I'll get into this, setting you know high three maybe mid fours and like five hundred dollars is a massive buy-in for a game when you still need to buy terrain more stuff it's like oh god <laughs> yeah yeah well it, but now we can buy it piece by piece it's a bit better yeah i think um the you know if you were to go go legit i think the that battle group box set is probably definitely the best value it's sort of a bit of a slap in the face because everyone that got in early like i i was i've been getting things as they were released to try and get games in and get an idea for it and build a bit of momentum in our little group. And um, and then they release like a really economical way to get in and you're like, oh, fuck, like that should have been the starter set. Would have been, you know, like that battle group and a rule set and uh, um, uh, and some terrain or whatever. Not yeah, not, yeah. not the Grandmaster with the Knights and the Warlords because it just didn't, it didn't live up to what the game is capable of. Um, yeah, yeah. I think something to be aware of too is it's definitely not a game for everyone. Um, yeah, I think as a game as well, it's not. It's not a pretzels and beer kind of game like forty k, thirty k, where you can, you can have a laugh and you can, you know, you can talk shit or whatever. Like I've I've found you're constantly watching what's going on, and yeah, well, if you've only got five models right, and you make them, it's like chess. You got five models, good ones. You make them like a mistake because you weren't paying attention the game's over because you fucked up yeah pretty much and like playing against Rob the other day he he did like a hard reset at turn two because he was just like look I can't see myself I can't see how to get out of this situation now because I think you've got the upper hand so hard on turn two that I can't I can't get out of this and I was like oh well do like there's no point in us just pressing on if you're not like you're not feeling it like let's just reboot it and get straight back into another one um, yeah, and that's good. It's good that you can, you know, you, that you both see that and think, okay, cool. This is what needs to happen. Yeah. And be like, oh, let's just, no, I want to finish a six-turn game when you're on the back foot the entire time. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely, I think with 30K, you're a bit more happy to ride it out with, you know, even if you, you lose the upper hand on turn two or three or it's it doesn't, like the balance shifts and maybe you know you're not going to win anymore, you can still yeah. you can still keep trying and keep focusing on destroying units and that sort of stuff. Whereas I think the Titanicus, it's definitely more akin to like X-Wing and chess and that sort of stuff where you've got to be 
really paying attention to what's going on and trying to predict what your opponent's doing, um, not getting yourself caught out. So, yeah. yeah. Well, exactly. I mean, the amount of times I've played X-Wing and I'm like, oh, yeah, that, yeah, that should be able to make that turn or that shouldn't make that turn. And then next time they measure it out and you're like, oh, it does make that turn and I'm totally going to die. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think there's something as well to that, that X-Wing the X-wing players generally know their ranges very well, and they know their like they they know their turning arcs and their firing arcs very well. I think that's going to come yeah. into play with this Titanicus as well. You'll get a you know like a breed of player who's really on board with understanding that you know like of this is this is the four inch move. You know this is a forty five degree turn, and they're predicting those things ahead of time so that they know they can make the shot. They know that they can round that corner. They know that they yeah. can yeah that sort of stuff. So. Um, I've heard, I've even heard someone saying as well that they, I can't remember where it was, but it was like people knowing the the size of the buildings in terms of heights and and lengths and that sort of stuff, like knowing how long the panels are for those Civitas buildings, and then yeah. using those as guides for knowing roughly, like being able oh, to shit. look at it visually and go, okay, well that's an uh, an eight inch long building and so I'm like two buildings away from that thing so then I know that I'll be within my firing range for this gun or whatever yeah I was like oh fuck man that's like next level wizardry but it, it is that type of game like it it's fun aesthetic it's a fun look but it's definitely like a a competitive high level game well I mean it's like playing uh, Warhammer Fantasy back in the day right so you're trying to like guess ranges for cannons yeah yep. so you're like, you know, that's like eight penises away. So, <laughs> <laughs> What's that? That's like 32 inches for you, isn't it, Sam? Yeah, man. Like, uh, well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, mate. It's not that bad. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, so no, that sounds really good. So I'm going to, I'm going to have to get a Warlord because that's why I want to get into this game. Yeah. But, uh, but I've got all these Ultramarines I need to paint, so I might not go too crazy straight away but i will buy at least a warlord and maybe some warhounds just to wet my lips a bit i think there's the one of my whistle with my whistle um the new titan death book and i can definitely confirm this to you once i get it uh, i'll send you some photos and stuff but i think there's like a a king and queen manipul or something like that it's called and it's like one warlord and to Warhound's base and that that lines up best with probably what you want to do there. Um, okay. And then you can add a second Warlord and another Warhound and essentially it's like a, you know, like a royal, a royal court sort of thing. So you've got your, your queen and then you've got your guards or you've got your king and then your guards or whatever. So, oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah and they, they synergize quite well. Um, so you'd be able to make a mana pull out of that and then, yeah, like if, if John's into something similar... Like you definitely don't need to have a warlord to play a warlord. Um, mm-hmm. I think the game works really well in the in the way that you know if somebody brings a warlord, it's not like they turned up with a glaive and suddenly you're like, <laughs> oh fuck, like you know I've got a centurion, like I, I've got a you know a three thousand point centurion army and there's a glaive here now, like I'm in trouble. Whereas um, I think you can actually quite capably take on a warlord with you know, the equivalent points of a warlord as well. So whether you've got, you know, three warhounds or you've got um, a reaver and a warhound or you've got a bunch of knights. um, I think definitely don't go too big on the knights. Like if you, if you ever do end up getting knights or John's keen on the knights as well, um, 
you know, the few games that I've seen and people put six of them together. Um, the way the yeah, okay. the way the wounds spill over on those is it's pretty harsh. Like if you can take them, oh, right, okay. yeah. If you take them out with crits, then it's like it's killing and then wounding another one and killing and wounding another one, sort of thing. So that and yeah, they right. they can be a pretty big point sink. But I think if you stick to the fundamentals with the warhounds, the reavers, and the warlords, I mean, not not only is that kind of representative of titans and that kind of thing, but um, they play the game very well. So. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Sounds good. But um, get it. Get into it, man. And I think it's it's one of those things too, where if you, you know, I I I fucking refuse to buy the weapon card packs. I think that that like what we have to pay in Australia, it's just so bullshit for a little pack of cards, and and it's stuff that they could have put in the boxes with the models. I just I hate that. Like I paid, I think I paid forty bucks for three of the command terminals for the Serastus Knights. And I was like, oh man, like I don't want to print one out of White Dwarf. They 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 put one in a White Dwarf, sorry. And I didn't want to buy the White Dwarf and then scan that and print one onto card or whatever. I was like, you know, I want to have the real thing because it's like it's quite a nice tactile game with the terminals. But yeah. the, the weapon cards, they're just like the tiny little bits of three three hundred GSM card. And so I took all my cards down to Officeworks and I asked the lady like how how I could arrange them so that I could scan and print them double sided and then just use a, a guillotine to kind of like chop oh, yeah. chop new cards kind of thing because you no matter which of the packs that you buy you just don't end up with enough cards to run duplicates of you know duplicates of weapons on a, a reaver or duplicates of weapons on this and then you know where I was saying it it gets expensive with the rules like if you buy the starter rules pack and you've got what I've got now which is two warlords two reavers and two warhounds you yep. you end up falling short on cards for the physical weapons you've got which would then mean you would need to buy a reaver weapon card pack a warhound weapon card pack and a warlord weapon card pack oh. yeah and how that, much are the packs they're 20 bucks each so that's another 60 dollars and um you know and they're they're tiny little cards and you're talking about maybe only because they don't prioritize them in any way so you get ones that are useless effectively um so yeah, you are all ones that you've got duplicates of already. So you you might only need one or two cards. So I don't know. I, I'd advocate groups of people to like you know kind of pull their resources, scan and print. Yeah. You know, because mine came out being pretty much identical. They're a little bit darker in the color, um, mm -hmm. but when you put them down on the actual terminal, I've even put them down. So I've got like you know two arm mount of my cards and then one carapace mount of their card. And you actually can't visibly see any difference between them at all. So yeah, I think yeah. doing smart stuff like that, like getting the PDF, um, getting the weapon cards like that, uh, you can definitely print terminals because there's, there's scans of the terminals available. So if you guys just wanted to dip in and not have to go all in on that, but you're also going to need the templates as well for the firing arcs. So yeah, yep. it's probably worth you and John maybe splitting one rules pack. And then, yep. um, you know, you get the terminals that you'll need to get started for that because it's the same as what would have come in the Grandmaster as well as some weapon cards. And then you can probably take those down to Officeworks. Get, do they have Officeworks in Albany? Yeah, yep, we've got one here. Yeah, so they'd be able to scan it for you and you can either then glue like the scans onto card and just pop holes through for the little um, counters or you could... Um, 
just use like straight paper scans, like it wouldn't really matter. But definitely having like a, a set of the um, templates is, and firing up templates is pretty necessary for the game. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's all the So I think you guys could get definitely get going for like, you know, under under three hundred bucks each, probably if you went legit and then if you went after <coughs> aftermarket <laughs> <coughs> um you could probably get going for like a hundred bucks. Um yeah, okay. so and I mean it look, I just I want people to be playing it. I don't really care where it comes from. And I think Yeah, no, that's it. You know, we've we've got a, a dude in our community who's just got gone gone full replicant and uh all all his shit looks as good as my shit and i bought everything from the store so um yeah but i'd I'd be happy to see you get into it man because i think you've got a really good competitive gaming head and i'd like to have a game against you where you've got everything sussed out and you really put the sword to me oh man that sounds good i'll um buy in and i'll see what happens i played marcus the other day and he's um He's already got. He's already got it figured out. <laughs> Were they all infiltrating walls? <laughs> no, you can't move or you can't shoot or something. I noticed. I think it was one of the comments that he made as well. He was like, "Oh, you can, um, you know, if I play this Legio, I can effectively like deep strike warhounds, and if I play this, <laughs> yeah." And he's like, "And I want to use this this strategy, and I can outflank one." And I was like, "Oh fuck, here we go." <laughs> it's like ne- next level gaming. <laughs> yeah. No, I I um I I like it, and I think um uh, you know Marcus and I were talking about it the other day of maybe one thing that's hard is that they they have these mission cards, and what you're supposed to do is like each each um p- a player will roll off to get some mission cards each, and then you pick one, and you've got like a secret mission that you're playing for, but if you roll in a way that you've got one mission is say pick up pick up vital cargo from the center of the table. So you've got to run one Titan into the center of the table, pick up your thing and then run off the table again. Yep. Uh, and then the other player has engage and destroy where they're just trying to kill your Titans. You're effect- <laughs> you're effectively like feeding them Titans. And, <laughs> and also what will happen too is if you are to playing that um, vital cargo mission, the amount of points you can actually get for your completion of your objective is not the same as what they can get from engage and destroy. If they have like an average game, if they get like two or three engine kills, they might score 60 points and you'll get, you'll get 15 points from running your vital cargo off the board. So even, even though you're victorious in what you were trying to achieve, you can lose the game overall. So what we were talking about the other day is actually going, so you roll your two dice on the table you pick from the one or two missions that are, you pick one of the two missions that are available for you. And then your opponent does that as well. So you're picking a mission that's playing to your strengths. But then what we were going to do is actually put them both face up on the table. And then the mission that you play is actually designed around your two um, mana pools or your two legios essentially competing for the same objectives. So in that yeah, okay. in that instance, like, you know, I might have brought a heavier mana pool, so I pick engage and destroy anyway. But then not only have I got engage and destroy, but I've also got the opportunity for vital cargo. So if I'm moving up and I find like I'm really pressing the action and I can get a Titan to run back or things aren't working out, then I've got something else to do. But also if you've gone for a light fast mana pool and you were going to try and run in and steal that objective, suddenly then the coordinating fire that you can get going from your Warhound packs and your, you know, potentially your Venator mana pool 
which is mm -hmm. where your Warhounds, as they drop shields, your Reaver gets to take free shots. Um, oh, okay. It's, yeah, it's a really it's a really good one actually. I really love that one. Um, but you can you can be doing that while you're trying to recover your objective, and then you know taking down Titans in the process to get extra points as well. So it, I think it would play a lot better too if if the players kind of both mutually knew what they were doing, and you had had more options as well. Because yeah, we've we've played. I think I've played nearly. Uh, I've played eight games now or something, and yep. uh, yeah, I've found that the points even though people can be pretty similar in terms of engine kills and objectives, the points aren't equal. So you might lose the game even though you've actually done a pretty good job of keeping the other person on the back foot or, or killing them. Yep. Um, yeah, so yeah, get on board, man. I'd love it if you did. Oh, man, that sounds good. I'll, um, well, once I finish <laughs> at least building all of these ultramarines, I will look at getting them so at least if I can build Start building stuff and then paint it later on. At least I can get stuff on the tabletop. Yeah, my look, my push for um for Titanicus too because it's new. Is I I think if we can see our WA dudes having things painted by media, like yep. you know that I think that's pretty reasonable because then the game's been out for a year. Most people have probably only gotten into it at the start of this year. I don't really. I, I don't need to see Painted Titans on the table until then for us, for us anyway because I know a lot of people have got other things going on So, and it is a, yeah. it is a secondary system. Um, yeah, well, I mean, that's it. I mean, I can try and roll it into the rules for um, Wasteland and things like that as well. So. Well, I wouldn't mind doing that, you know, as, as my gaming down at Wasteland is, um, yeah. you know, just come down and play AT and then I can, I can loan my armies out to other people that want to play... Um, you yeah. know, they want to play Death Guard and, or, well, and I've got, or Knights or whatever. Be going? I mean, Nick Harvey, he's got AT, you've got AT, um, Rob. So there should be a few of us. Yeah, I think Ryan's got his... Um, Thomas Thomas has definitely got a heap. Uh, Brett's got a heap. Um, Marcus is in. Yeah, there's... Yeah. I don't know. And then, like, Stanley's definitely in so far. <laughs> but there'll be guys that we meet from that too that can potentially come over. And I know that... Um, it's funny how compartmentalized everything is because I think yeah. I think a lot of people who are into the Titanicus don't really register that it's kind of part of part of heresy necessarily, especially if they've come from 40k. Like yeah, yeah, it might just be 40k Warlord Titans kind of thing rather than yeah, yeah, and they they um it's it's funny because they you know like I I bailed on that Adeptus Titanicus group like the really big one that's on Facebook. Because the, yeah. amount, the amount of people who are like, oh, you know, like, I want to see Eldar, I want to see Orcs, like, when are Orcs coming, when are Eldar coming, yeah. and everything, and you're like, dude, just fucking chill out, like, <laughs> you know, or, or yeah, I want to see a Tower Titan or something, like, man, it is, like, it is what it is right now, and if you read yeah. the the Titan Death book, it's like 100% of what they've made this game around, which is, you know, that, that book in that setting, it's... Yeah all in on 30k like it's it's specifically for 30k um yeah. well on the box it's in giant letters right Horus Horus Heresy. Heresy. <laughs> <laughs> i know man but people are still constantly like oh i want to i want to build an elder thing and here's my like converted wraith wraith lord and i'm like man i don't give a fuck like <laughs> look at how and i know i know that stuff was around in the crusades era and that kind of thing but it's it's Just oh no, the tower. <laughs> so, so they can just shut their whole mouth. Yeah, 
But it's uh, it's definitely Horus Heresy. So, and the yeah. bit the bit that I'm up to in Titan Death, which I still reckon is one of the better Heresy books that I've read, um, it's all out war with, I think, four or five loyalist Titan Legios storming a city, and then maybe the same amount of trader Legios coming out of the city to fight them, like in the in that kind of. I don't know, the foothills of the city, I guess, um, yep. the hive. And then fighting in the city is, I think, Trader, Trader Guard, some Iron Warriors, some Sons of Horus, and they're up against Blood Angels and White Scars. And so <clears throat> the bit that I'm up to at the moment, you're flying um, flying around in the Stormbird with Sanguinius and he's like surveying <laughs> the battlefield and like commenting on, I don't know, uh, you prone to spoiler hatred? Nah, I'm good. Okay. The entire rest of the people listening might be. Yeah, well, look, if you get triggered by this bitch shit, just, like, turn off for a second and then come come back in, I don't know, like, two minutes or something, and then I'll just talk about this. <laughs> so, basically, um, now, start now. Go away now. Uh, <laughs> Sanguinius <laughs> is flying around in the Stormbird, and he's surveying the battlefield, and shit is going loose everywhere and it's sort of four days after the titans have dropped on Betagarman 2 where the capital city is um yep. and the loyalist titan legios were kind of trying to press the walls um up on the walls of this massive mega hive city they've put all these you know they've like jury rigged um titan weapons from fallen titans that were trying to siege the city before so they've got all these like (laughs) you know insane cannons all over the battlements and that kind of shit as well as trader titan legios that are coming out to meet them um and so yeah man it's it's really well described too because it's quite like i had to i woke i read until i fell asleep last night and then i woke up this morning and i like immediately put my ipad back on and started reading again because i was super excited about it i mean that's sign of a good book yeah yeah and it, it is too and also the shit where like your boy in in my legio volpa um he's basically pledged himself to corn and uh oh, yeah and they're, they're turning him into like a a giant titan like warlord titan demon engine you know, sort of. It's going to be like a... Yeah, they're putting a demon demon spirit into his Titan and then they're merging him with the Titan as well. So he's going to become like a, a giant berser- like warlord berserker, um, <laughs> which I'm super pumped to see him get down on the battlefield and start fucking shit up. Um, That's going to be cool. Yeah, so they... The thing that they say too is like they're... Uh, I think it's Raldoron or something from the Blood Angels. Oh, yeah, yep. He comments to Sanguinius... And I quite like their relationship too because they're allowed to kind of talk openly to him about stuff. Whereas, you know, yep. like like Dawn, Dawn's putting the bitch slap on anybody who basically <laughs> says anything. Um, and yeah, and so Sang- he's saying to Sanguinius, like, what are we doing here? This is a terrible use of Titans. Like, we're just letting them murder each other. And, you know, they're, <laughs> they're looking down over the battlefield and it's like, he's you know, they're saying there's like braces of warlords just essentially standing, you know, 100 meters from each other firing everything they've got with no cover until they're <laughs> until they're dropping but no one's backing up and then you know there's titans exploding and taking more out and there's warhounds running through all the wreckage and there's like hundreds of dead titans four days in and essentially they're just they're just shooting and fighting 24 hours a day and there's all this caustic wind blowing around that's like melting cunts and it's it's, it's really full on and so sanguinis is like yeah but imagine this on terror 
Like if we didn't, yeah. if we didn't put them all here now and let them wipe each other out here now, like it's too irresponsible for us to take this level of firepower, this level of danger to terror. Because imagine if they did this and like Golden Daddy was hanging out nearby, like it's it's too dangerous. <laughs> and um, yeah, and so I thought that was really cool. And then he's, and then he says too about the the Primarchs. He's like, you know, we've all been wronged by this. If everybody was nurtured in the way that we should have been, then we would get yeah. to, a, we would have gotten to a point where, you know, where Lorgar wouldn't have gotten to where he was, where, um, you know, the ego of, um, Mortarion would have been stroked and he would have been allowed to kill his father. And he would have been, you know, he would have been sort of nurtured more by the emperor. Whereas the Sanguinis is basically like dad's a dick. And he didn't, he didn't raise any of us right. And then we didn't raise you guys right. And then all this shit with like the Omnissiah and the Mechanicum, like all of that has been left in this insane disarray of, you know, fragile human egos in God engines, essentially. They're just like weak, weak peasant people who've been put into like these massive big God engines. He's like, you know, we're all in the same boat. So you can't really judge them for doing this like insane lunatic battle right now. But we also yeah. ca- we can't take them with us, so we've got to try and kill as like we've got to let them kill as many of each other as possible. As bad as that is, because what what this what this universe is and what this world is is too destructive. Yeah. Okay. So it's it's fucking dope, man. And uh, <laughs> I I like the fact that they've really made the book like a heresy book as well. It's not just a Titan shootout. There's there's quite a lot in there. No, that's cool. Oh, that, that's my next read then because I'm. Two thirds through Ruin Storm at the moment. Is um, that is that the one that you were chugging through yeah, before? Yeah, I'm struggling a bit. It's is that the one that to, you said didn't get great reviews as well? Yeah, it didn't get the best reviews, and yeah, it's that one with the worst cover art of all time, with Sam Winterson is like Goldilocks curls and oh, yeah. Lionel Johnson with like his black beard and blonde hair and all, yeah. <laughs> all that kind of thing. So I don't know. Am I going into it with like a taint of view? So as soon as it starts flagging, I'm like, no, this is what they're talking about and it's shit. So. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Like it's it's hard to when you read reviews of shit and then um, yeah. and then I you mean, get into just it. Some parts then. of it just don't make sense. Like yeah, you know, they find some giant, literally giant wall in space. Like it's a literal wall that they can't fly past without going for a really long time. Like what? <laughs> oh really? <laughs> yeah. God, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of triggered me a bit, and then they're like fighting on the planet, and like yeah. it's like so, it's yeah. like when they say things like the Galactic North or whatever, and you're like, yeah, wait, how many ac- <laughs> how many axes have you figured out that there are in this joint? Because uh, there's there's more than like two planes of of this here. <laughs> I know it's a bit like that. so. Yeah, no, so I'm trying to get through it, but it's a bit of an effort. Um, yeah. is that softening your boner in any way for the Blood Angels or not? No, nah, not at all. Um, it's, you know, you get good books, you get bad books. Yeah. Um, and that's okay. So, I mean, we've all read the, there's some bad offering ones and stuff and it's never slowed me down on that train. So, yeah. it's good. I mean, I'm enjoying reading about, like, Sanguinous talking and like you say, he gets on really well with, like, most of his sons and that kind of thing. Yeah, sure. So, he's not, he's not the fuckboy that, like, a lot of the other Primarchs are. Yeah. He's like, oh, what do you think? And, you know, should we be doing this? Or, you know, why are we going this far and that kind of thing? So it's really good to read that stuff. Yeah. Just some of the, like, the story arc itself is a bit strange. Oh, uh, yeah, right. 
Where where does this sit in the heresy? Like, at w- at which point is the Rune Storm kind of happening? Well, this is, I've, I mean, because I haven't finished yet, but I'm guessing this is the between the Blood Angels, the Dark Angels, and the Ultramarines. They're trying to get back to Terra. Oh, okay. So, I assume that I mean the Blood Angels obviously do get back to Terra. Um, the Ultramarines don't, and the Dark Angels. Well, who knows where they go? But <laughs> off for trade, trade of shit, trade of business. Yeah, exactly. Not to, you know, just lurk. <laughs> yeah. Be sully teenagers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, better see who's going to win this fight. Yeah. But um, no, I'm, I'm digging it. So I will watch it. It's just one of those things I need to actually sit down again and commit to. Yeah, okay. Because uh, you were reading, reading like a fair bit every day, but just haven't had the, yeah. haven't had the time in the past couple of weeks. Yeah, the, the time's more the issue. Um, I mean, you know, how hard is it to find time to read a book? But at night, I'm working like six days a week at the moment, pretty flat out. And then when I get home, I'm just like watch some TV or play some video games and just go to bed. Yeah. I mean, I, I get you. Like I'm in the same boat at the moment working six days and, um, you know, like I was in, I'm sort of in hospitality, food service kind of thing. And we were doing the barbecue thing yesterday and I worked like, I worked, oh, man, I don't know, maybe nine, nine hours, like flat fucking yeah. strap and just didn't even get time to take a piss or anything like it was ruthless, and I got home last night, and all I could manage to read was three pages before I fell asleep. And I was like, "Oh fuck, you don't finish a book that way." But um, I don't know, like you, you get there eventually. Oh, you do, and that's it. I mean, it, I think another—it's not a huge issue, but it's something I'm noticing. I'm reading it through that mega app because that's where I got it from here. It doesn't bookmark the page I'm at. Oh, really? So you've got to go back. Yeah, and there's no book, and there's no actual page numbers on the page, so I'm kind of have to like read to a chapter. So I know, so it kind of stops me when I'm like, oh, I'll sit down and read for a few minutes. Well, if I can't finish the chapter, I'm not going to forget where I'm up to. I didn't even realize you could read through that mega app. Yeah, so I'm, I need to probably jack it into my computer and actually put it all into like iBooks and all that kind of thing. Yeah, because I haven't done that yet. I'm just reading through the mega app, so it's, oh, okay. it causes me some issues, which is probably slowing me down. Yeah. I'm like, oh, if I read for five minutes, then I'm like chapter seven and a few pages further, I guess. I'm like, Ugh. and if you um, if you fall asleep too, it's like you can't. Yeah. You you know, at the end of the night, I'm really lucky. I I have a bad tendency of falling asleep with my fingers on the screen, so it generally is a few pages out either way, and there's there's like <laughs> highlighted text on there and all sorts of shit. But <laughs> um, so on the on the Blood Angels front, did you get pumped over the Terminators? Oh, mate, so pumped. That's a great segue, by the way. But Thanks. yes, those Terminators are amazing. Um, I think they I, look, I reckon they look fantastic. I see your point how you think they look a bit slim in the waist. Yeah. But no, I think they look nuts. Um, I'm keen to see if they are like proper storm shields with like a three plus save. Um, yeah. And are they going to be a like defensive unit or like a choppy unit? Yeah. Like, my biggest worry for them is if they're just going to be AP3 powers, then they're going to be dog shit. And all you're going to take them for is to throw in front of a Primark and hopefully they don't die. Hey, just quickly, I thought um, we're talking releases and all that sort of stuff. You And you said, what sort of unit will they be? Uh, listen to the Age of Darkness podcast. They have, yep. um, I think, four episodes on Titans now, now and like AT now. 
Um, oh, okay. They go through, and you can you can just sort of skip through those bits if you want to just listen to that specifically. Although it is a very good podcast, all up. Um, yep. But yeah, you and John definitely check out that, and most particularly like the latest one. They have a Tactica kind of thing for it, and oh, okay. I think the thing you have to realize too is when you're building the units and even buying units and thinking about the game, it's all for like, it's all for gameplay, even though, you know, like aesthetically there are reasons to buy what you like and what you think is cool. Like knowing, yeah. knowing the utility of things in Titanicus is really important. So they were talking about, um, oh man, I can't remember what there's JP and Miles and... <laughs> Uh, the other guy. Oh man, that's terrible. Sorry, um, but yeah, he's he's done this this series. It's really good because he talks about like strippers, rippers, and grippers, or something like that. And it's like they're they're like the three builds. So you've got shield strippers, you've got dudes that rip damage, and then you've got other ones. There was there was like another utility sort of thing that he he'd worked out. And um, yeah. I think yeah, definitely building units to strip shields and units to. Uh, rip body armor apart is is really the way to go to and there's there's certain weapons that are very good at that and certain builds that you might not have thought of so definitely listen to the latest age of darkness as of today i guess it's still still the most recent one um and you'll get a pretty good idea for what's available there but yeah okay um, sounds good yeah i mean i'm they didn't bring out any rules with those did they because they've they've brought out the nah. rules for the new custodes dudes um, but no, the Blood Angel stuff, I'm imagining they will be putting in with Malevolence with all the other Blood Angel stuff. Yeah, I wonder if that means that um, maybe those custodes didn't make it into the rulebook? Uh, that's what I wonder, because it happened with something with Book 7 as well. Yeah, um, okay. Book 7 came out and something else came out like the week later and it wasn't in it. Yeah. And people were like, come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'd think they could, they could have forecast, but I think with that Book 7, it was... Um, with the print delays and stuff, right? It was... Uh, yeah, so... Yeah, they probably had it finished like six months earlier and then they brought out new models and all that kind of thing, so... Yeah. But yeah, I the only thing I didn't really dig was like the the waist size and the leg size. And I guess if, if you go off the old drawings of Space Marine Anatomy and you see yeah. like, you know, I... I I do weights and I <laughs> I do cycling and my legs are like I struggle to put jeans on like I have to buy specific jeans that could fit over my my legs, um, <laughs> and yeah it's it's like I imagine that my legs would be bullshit compared to a space marines and you sort of look at the proportions they've got and it's almost like they've got flared jeans with like really skinny thighs <laughs> and then like huge big flared jeans at the bottom and i think like a space marine's thighs probably rub together <laughs> they're like they'd be fucking massive yeah it's like the rock yeah you, you know you're like putting a rock yeah. in a rock in power armor like it's there's not going to be uh not going to be skinny legs on that dude no that's fair but I, lo yeah, um, I love the detailing. The models look great, yeah. And the Storm Shields, I think, look really cool. Um, I, I did, I'm wondering about like the whole Death Mask kind of thing they've got on the shields. I always, like one of my dudes down here did mention that he thought the Death, death Mask was like Sanguinous Death Mask. But yeah. I do see it a bit more in Blood Angels before he dies. So I think it's just an ongoing theme and then they change it to his face rather than I guess a face. <laughs> uh, I see what you mean. Yeah, so just that that one shield that's on. I guess you couldn't say it was like the sergeant because the sergeant's probably the dude with the double-handed glaive. But that thing looks sick. <laughs> yeah, it does look sick. 
But I'm not. It's, and then, it's no, quite so similar to the Emperor's Children thing, isn't it? Oh, yeah. They're basically, I, yeah, I'm pretty sure even Ford will mention it. They say it's, they're basically Palatine Blades in Terminator. <laughs> okay. All right. Cool. So do you think they'll so, have gross rules like um, Blades of Perdition or whatever? Uh, no. I don't think they'll be that good, but I hope they're better than a Power Sword because if they are, then it's going to be a really hard sell to take. Yeah, so, sure. Because, I mean, you know, Terminators generally grow against other Terminators. Which is why lightning claws and stuff really struggle. So, with the way um, oh, I know, man. Whenever I see lightning claws on Terminators, I'm like, "What are you doing with these? Like, you're not rushing, yeah. like bum rushing tactical squads with Terminators." Yeah, um, I, mean, I made that. I made that wrong choice with my Ultramarines because I do have lightning claws on. I'm like, yeah, these look so cool, and then I use them every time. Like, why the fuck did I do this? <laughs> yeah, they should be AP two for no strength gain. Yeah, I'd like to see that. You know, like paired weapons, so you get an extra attack. They're AP two, but there's no strength gain at all. So you just strength four. That's it. Even even rending. I mean, come on, they're giant metal spikes with electricity going through. They should be able to. If you poke them in some dude's eye, they're not going to get an armor set. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I um, I hope they. I hope they're good too. But I hope they're not. I I think Rob like Rob came over to pick up some stuff the other day, and he was saying he's already half expecting to have like an unplayable book. And then, yeah. and then wait for like a Mournival update for them. Yeah, which is a real, yeah, sh- yeah. it's a real shame. I'm, I'm scared of like book seven scale kind of power creep. Yeah, like if they do that again and they're you know better than blood than book seven again, then the game's just going to be fucked. Like, we'll just see like blood angels everywhere and all that kind of thing. You're like, <laughs> blood angels are pretty strong already, aren't they? They are pretty good. And White Scars, I think, are pretty solid as well. And they're also in this book. Yeah. So, and Demons, they'll be in this book. And I think they have potential to be, like, batshit. Hopefully it's batshit weird, though. So... Well, yeah. Because I think they were saying they're going to have their own objectives and like their own their own ways of deployment and all that sort of stuff. So I wouldn't mind them being, like, being insane and crazy as long as they're costed that way. And there's... Yeah there's definitely downsides to them playing that way. Because, like, you look at the Custodes and there's not really any downsides to them being as good as they are. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, even the low like the low model count, which would normally hurt other armies, it doesn't really seem to affect the Custodes in any way either. Yeah. I mean, because they get that cool rule that, you know, they only need to be in, like, a, what, three-inch or four-inch coherency. coherency? Yeah, so templates so, don't I mean, really like, do shit. Yeah, you know, normally that's, like, a big issue for... Like low model counts because, like, yeah, we only thirty guys, but a good template could kill two or three. Yeah, these ones you're like, oh, I hit one, maybe two if I'm really lucky. Yeah. So yeah, I'm looking at one of the guys down here wants to go with his custodes. So I'm like, yeah, plasma cannon squad, this is gonna be sick. But I'm like, why am I using plasma cannons when plasma guns rapid firing will hit way more guys? Yeah, true. Yeah, I know, I know what you mean, but I mean, I think you can't really specifically necessarily build for the custodes because then, oh, no. then your ability to shoot, like your utility in fighting normal armies, isn't going to be as good. Yeah, well, and that's it. I mean, like I, I've always said, my ultramarines have always been a really good all comers army, but mainly focused on studies. Yeah. So if you start tailoring stuff, that kind of goes out the window. I reckon. Um, so you've got another guy that's going to get in, maybe with custodes. Uh well. Ben Shepard down here. He's got custodes. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so he's looking at what he can use with them 
can make a 30k army. Is that so, Ben Ben with the militia? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, cool. So he wants to see like even just using his custodes that he's got for 40k and 30k like even Centurion. Yeah, okay. So me and him are going to throw down and do a 1500-point game pretty soon. Oh, cool. Good one. Yeah, so I'm trying to get my ultramarines at least glued up and that kind of thing. So um, I've put a bit of a list together. It's got a bunch of tactical marines, heavy weapon squads, uh, contemptive quarter or something. Yep. Um, and a legion champion leading it. So no right of war, but just see how they go. I think in um, in the Centurion custodes are actually particularly hard to deal with. So you almost yeah, might so, be better off trying to fight him at a higher points level with your mixed mixed force. Yeah, um, and that's it. I think, you know, I've, I mean, I've played Custos a couple of times. Yeah. One was against uh, one of the local guys, Reese down here with his Custos in ZM yeah. in the Centurion game, and I just got my ass handed to me. Like, you just can't deal with Custos when you can't shoot them, and they're better than you in combat. Yeah. So you're like, well, this is going to be interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, I have yeah. I've not played them before. I um I okay. thought I thought about actually doing them as my loyalist force, but I don't know until it's until it's sort of evened out in a way that it seems fair, or the rest of the game comes up to that level. Like I, I don't want to. Yeah. I I already feel bad enough because some of the units that I've got are kind of frowned upon as they are. So I don't yeah. want to. I don't want to take like more more shit that's like that. You know, I tried. Yeah. To, like my death guard is like a. Heavy support company, like sort of seat long range siege force, yep. and that that's quite effective in the game. Like as far <laughs> as far as the game goes, that's like an effective build. Um, yeah, and so it wasn't necessarily intentional, but I've ended up with like an army that I really like and feel represents the the brand of the Death Guard. But yeah, you know when like that game that we played the other day, that big game, like my yep. my army because I just played with everything that I had. But then that that synergized quite well to be a very effective long range mid range shooting army, and yep. um, yeah, I think in the in the end I probably ended up killing you know six or seven thousand points worth of stuff. Um, yeah, for not not even really recycling that many units. I think I only had two two squads come back on. Um, yeah, by turn yeah. five. So, and you know I don't want to don't want to be doing that with everything as well. So. Even though I like yeah. like some of the custard aesthetic, and I like the fact that it would be a good different good guy force to have, um, yeah, I'm not I'm not too keen to have to like nerf myself or nerf nerf the army straight away. Yeah, I think with the model rules they're a bit better. Yeah, um, like because then you're just not taking as many custards, and that I do find that uh, what twenty five percent point increase. It's yeah. a big jump, but I mean. The guys that play custodes or play against them a lot seem to agree that does work. Like it turns them down that bit, so they're not taking. Yeah, I'd, crazy thing. Um, I'd seen that happen at the um, the last big big game day that we had at. Um, can't remember which game it was, but we played another big game at Outpost, and there was a yeah. a, a custodes player that's got a heap of shit, and he was Steve Dundas, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. The tall guy. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, so he he had a custodes force, and he said that he was down 25%. And then I talked to like Hoi Poi and a few of the other guys afterwards and they said he um, he was still kicking the shit out of everyone anyway. Yeah, and like, well, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that was the one with the Titans and stuff, yeah? Yeah, that's Basically, right. Yeah. Those just owned the middle of the board. 
yeah, and there was there was nothing anybody could do about it, and they couldn't get rid of him. And you know, like Harley had Titans shooting at him, and there were Knights shooting at him, and all sorts of stuff, and they were just weathering everything. Um, yeah. So yeah, they're pretty pretty fierce. But like the, I guess the other thing too is you what we we're talking about with the Blood Angels and Book Eight. Like I've got that Porphyra, and, and I bought it. <laughs> I bought it as soon as it pre-ordered, and um, yeah. I think I got it. I, I don't know. There were rules, but it's not like anybody had played with them before that point. So it sort of seemed, yeah. I guess it seemed strong, but it was probably reasonable until we saw it on the table and actually how good it can be. But, yeah, yeah. you know, now I've got to be aware that when I build an army with that Porphyron, not only is it now 650 points instead of 500 with the Monoville rules, but yeah. people still look at it like it's a dirty choice to take anyway. So it's, <laughs> it's not like I can even bring it with my, you know, bring it to support my Death Guard as a, I probably would because it's still yeah. so fucking harsh anyway. Like, yeah, I mean, with the points cost, it's still amazing. Um, yeah, like I think the one of the rules, because like, I've got Ryan's old Warhound, so I've got that. I'm like, oh, well, they brought the points down for it, but then they put the points like the deep templates are still crazy high, so it's actually gone up like 150, 200 points. Yeah, if you use it like that. So now I think it's even more. Yeah, that's I think, well, it's still 150, 200 points more than a. Um, Perfiron. So I'm like, oh, the Perfiron is still way better for the points cost. Yeah, definitely. Like, yeah. yeah. So but I mean, it just... it's a shame that, that that thing now has that stigma because it's an amazing model. It looks so good on the table, um, but it's just amazingly good. And you're like, well, if you do that and then bring even a decent Sardis list around it, you're going to get someone a bad day. Oh, and my, and my army too. Like, I think. Yeah. It synergizes quite well with the Porphyron, and that's that's dangerous as it is. Oh, you know what was dog shit? The Typhon. It's so crap. <laughs> it's- I know. It, it can be so good or really, really bad, and this is why I haven't got one yet, because oh. sometimes I see people using like, yeah, they're just wiping units off the board. Yeah. Other times it's like, I hit nothing. <laughs> I know. I think I scattered off completely twice. Um, one shot was... Hard with a seven-inch template. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, it was just, just big scatter, and... and- the other one, I think I shot, I had to shoot an armored target because I didn't really have that much. And it's like, it did one, one whole point or something. And then yep. the other one, I shot it at Drake's and it just did nothing anyway, but that was the only shot that I had too. <laughs> um, so yeah, it just, it did fuck all. Like I didn't put the las cannons on it because I thought, oh, I'll try and keep it cheap and that kind of thing. But now I feel like it needs to have the las cannons on it just so it's doing more. Like, so you yeah, can, you can chill. Yeah, pretty much. It was... Oh, I missed. Right, it, next. <laughs> it was not not my MVP of the game. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the one I've been looking at because I'm like, oh, yeah, a nice cheap or lot of war would be cool. Like, because I've got a Spellblade, I've got a Shadow Sword, Gilman. I mean, he's 450, they're all like 550, that kind of thing. Yeah. I want something that you can just kind of squeeze into a small game. But I think a knight would be better, but I've had my knights and sold my knights. So. You know what I, I saw? You know what I saw that I like the look of as a cheap. Lord of War the other day it was that um, Macarius and our, our our favorite supplier has a like a triple kit where you get the Macari- oh, yes yeah so he's got like the the Macarius chassis and then you get the Vulcan Megabolter one the um uh shit what's that one called the uh, Lehman Russ the other cool shit. that's the long yep. range Lehman Russ Vanquisher? Oh, the Vanquisher, yep. Yeah, so there's a Vanquisher one and then the standard battle cannon one. And that, that kit, I think it was only like, oh, 
was this like 120 bucks Australian or something? Yeah, I was like, ooh wee! And I think it's only (laughs) it's only 300 points in the game. So I thought that that would be a cool Lord of War because it's cheap and you can get. I'd probably put the Vulcan Megabolter one on it. Um, Yeah, I think that'd be pretty fun. Because if you have it stationary, then you can fire it twice, uh, which is pretty dope. Like I've seen. Yeah. I think it was Ryan's. Is it Stormlord the one that's got that? Yeah, Stormlord. Yeah. Yeah, Ryan Stormlord in the Isfan game did pretty heavy work because it was just parked up in the fort and yeah. um, and hosing everything down with the two shots. So, well, it's, it's like twin-length heavy 20, yeah? And then you shoot it twice? Yeah. And what, strength <laughs> strength 6 AP3? Yeah. You just pointed it at like a side unit. It's like, yeah, you're dead now. Yeah, see you later, boys. Yeah. Um, yeah, so on the Blood Angels release, I hope that it's sensible because the models are great. Like all the models that have been released so far are fantastic, and I would hate for you yeah. go- you guys to have to play, like to get the joy of having your release and then be mm-hmm. be modified immediately. Like you know, yeah. you, you can't even own the black book really because if you <laughs> yeah, what's the point? Yeah, if you own the black book, like you might as well not because it's not going to have any rules that are effective in there. So you'd just be buying yeah. buying it for the narrative. Um, yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, so I really hope for your sake that they're sensible and that the white scars are sensible. And uh, what yeah. do you think about the what are they called? Night Lords, Praetors. Um, I I noticed uh, so I love it. I think the Leviathan looks a bit like I think the Praetors look amazing because they're quite mm-hmm. integrated looking models. I feel like yep. the Leviathan looks more like just some pieces have been sort of stuck to it. It's like a, a base yeah. level Leviathan that you can see people have put like a few a few little hooks on, a few little things. And then the fact that you can only really probably buy one of them because it's got like, I, I'm hoping it's not fixed in place, but that, that um, torso. Dude hanging on the side. Yeah, yeah, the dude hanging on the side. Like that's quite a limiting feature. So you're going to have to kind of cut that off if you want to run two of them or... Yeah, I don't know, but I like yeah. I like the aesthetic. I think it's really cool, especially the Praetors. Like they look pretty gangster. Yeah, I think they look really cool. Um, I can see like some people said like the power armor dude's head looks kind of squished. I can see that. Well, they for the most part, I think it's pretty spot on. I think he has the same mask as Sevitar, or or yeah. something like that. And somebody put a picture of like Sevitar next to that one, and it was like uh, he's got like the cut. Ca- cartoony kind of GW face versus the yeah. the old sharp <laughs> sharp forge world decals uh, that sharp forge world details um, yes no and the I think the Terminator one's my favourite though um, I think he just looks badass yeah the Volker on the arm and that that chain weapon that he's got I mean obviously we don't have a great view of that but it looks fucking bananas like yeah. I saw it like side on one end tail end as well yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's like a scythe and a chain glaive, kind of all in all in one piece. Um, yeah, I love the fact that they're full, full chaos as well. You know, like the trophy yeah. racks, the skin hanging off. It, yeah, I really like how the and the trophy racks are not just skulls. Like, oh, we just burn all the skulls and then stick on helmets. They're like half rotten heads and that kind of thing. I reckon that's a really cool touch. Yeah, it's like the skins all starting to sag. Yeah, yeah, I, I think di- that's really cool. I dig it. I reckon it's it's cool. Like, oh, I wonder though because are they in the are they in this book? Uh, they were going to be. Yeah. Okay. Um, but then I think they might change it to the next one with the Dark Angels. Or yeah. Like, right. Grammar's Crusade, you think? Yep. But I guess 
before they changed that whole thing, maybe the guy was already sculpting it. So they're like, well, we'll just slacken that now. Yeah. Oh, well, they think they do like a year to a year and a half ahead. So Yeah, that's pretty crazy, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not surprising that we'd see something, you know, maybe maybe it was slated to be in the book, but they've already started releasing the models. And it's it's nice anyway, man. It feels It feels good to be back in the... You know, like I've been checking that Warhammer community site now a little bit more often because of the Titanicus, but now the fact that I can check it and there's some heresy stuff up there too and they're talking about heresy and there's going to be, you know, some stuff in the new White Dwarf that's coming out. Like it gives us a reason to participate in the the overall Games Workshop side of things because I think our hobby is definitely not Games Workshop. It's like, it's heresy gaming, it's narrative gaming. It doesn't really matter what the models are. But um, yeah, yeah, it's cool to be able to get get some new shit to have a look at again, and you know, I think uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see a few more Night Lords players pop out of this with some more flavor added. I hope so. I mean, Jack Hadley was said he was keen on doing, it, but he wants to make sure they're grim dark, not cartoony versions. Yeah, yep. So I don't think he was super keen on parts of this choice, but I hope he does it at some point. Well, he do a really good job. He's pretty savvy with the hobby knife too and conversions and stuff. So like yeah. the um that Terminator squad that you were playing with, the Isfan, he's made that using just Aaron, uh normal Terminator weapons, a bunch of corn heads. Like he got the I think he got the corn terminator packs. And he used yeah, like yeah. those torsos on the just Aaron bits with the normal um, cataphracty weapons and then the like vanilla world eaters cataphracty shoulder pads and made you know like a not a kit bash but like just made a custom build out of those for those 10 and they look yep. fucking bananas they look so cool they do I um, so I think he's yeah he's definitely good at picking bits out to make things like his you know all his rampages having the the forge world corn berserker heads um, and then custom weapons for those as well and yeah I, yep. I think yeah, no, his world eaters are unique they look really cool yeah and i'd like to see that um him take that to the night lords that'd be pretty dope yeah i reckon you could yeah i reckon you could do a good job on them without making them look like cartoon evil and be like really evil evil yeah like <laughs> actual bits of bits of humans and stuff stitched on yeah probably like real cat bones and all sorts of shit <laughs> yeah man just he does he does have a problem with his neighbor's cat so who knows well he, he did he did like mysteriously get rid of his cats one day as well so you never know right <laughs> <laughs> blood for the blood god yeah yeah cats for the cat god <laughs> what did you think about the uh flying custodes i actually think they look really cool to be honest yeah um i'm a big fan i think they look amazing yeah um and the rules i think the rules have nailed them too um, yeah okay 70 points per guy is pretty good. Um, I think the guns are pretty mental. They've got strength 6, assault 2, AP 3. Yep. So they're murdering dudes on the way in. Um, but no, I think they're great. I'm actually pretty keen to see it on the table. I'm interested to see if the model guys agree and like leave them off the increase or something. Yeah, okay. Like maybe has Forge World learned their lesson, so they take them off that list or something like that. Well, 70 points each is actually quite a lot, isn't it, for three guys? And, yeah. they're, and they're only two wounds and, you know, it's they are toughness five, which is, you know, obviously that's still pretty hard to deal with. Um, yep. But yeah, I mean, it, they seem pretty sensible. Like I had a quick glance the other night and I'm just having another look now. Like they're, 
the fan burst thing with the pistol, it's not like it's going to get that out of hand. Like there might might be one extra um, hit out of three or whatever, you know, yep. with a six to hit coming up and, and dealing another shooting attack. Um, but even then, you've still got a hit and all sorts of stuff too. So I don't think they're really going to be that over the top. Like the buckler seems pretty sensible. Um, yeah, no, I think that's good. I mean, I did see, I think it was Harley saying in the WI group, saying... Like they could have just given the two off armor save and probably skip the buckler, but <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, with that the kind of ridiculous thing, right? Yeah, um, but I guess they had to include it because it's on the forty k one as well. Oh, okay, yeah, and I, I suppose that would make more sense to have that AP modifier in forty um, k than it would in thirty k. Like you could have just made it a bit more straightforward. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, I mean, it's not going to be that hard for people to work out, really. Like, obviously, if you shoot your AP2 weapons, they're AP3, so they're still taking mm-hmm. taking in bonds anyway. Um, yeah, it's and not, they've all got a refract field, I think. Yeah, so it's not like their invuln is huge anyway, and there's a fair bit of AP2, AP3 weaponry around that we can get hold of. Um, yeah. And even if they're taking three-up saves, like, you know, when you shoot at Tactical Squad with three-up saves, they're not... It's not like you're walking away you know, smug as fuck and they've all lived. Like, definitely dudes go down. And when there's mm-hmm. only three of these guys and you're losing 70 points each per yeah. per shot, you know, if you shoot your 150-point tactical squad into these guys and take one of them down, you know, you've effectively yeah. almost got your, you know, like you've got half your points back and you can probably kill another one in close combat or something. It's, um, yeah, and that's it. Because they've only got three up save, like finally tactical marines might have a chance. Yeah, like against you, even your normal custodes dude who's like toughness 5, 2 plus save, 5 plus invulnerable, your tactical man's like, oh, nothing works. Against and these guys, you might have a chance. I doubt we'll ever see a big unit of them because, you know, pretty much 700 points for 10 of these guys. And are they dealing are they dealing 700 points worth of damage? Probably not. I, I do worry, though, like now that these ones might be the more balanced unit, People just be like, no, nah, I'll just take more hitter on guard. <laughs> well, I think the the <laughs> asset there is that the model is is gorgeous, and that people yeah. will probably feel like it's worth taking them, even though they're not, you know, even though they're not optimal, just because it does look that good. Um, yeah, yeah. I I mean, I reckon that the Monoval could potentially leave these guys alone too, because there's nothing that really strikes as being that that broken about them, really. Yeah. Um. But yeah, what's the opinions rule? Opinions. Oh, involved saving. Uh, they, yeah, yeah, they got a better saving combat. Yeah, it goes to a uh, four up instead of five up. Yeah, but I mean, even then, like that's not that fantastic, is it? It's like fifty percent no, exactly. of the time, and a lot of the stuff that'll be attacking them is going to be, um, you know, strength aid or whatever. Anyway, so. Um, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And it I mean, should be, should be too bad. If you put four hundred points of uh, sorry, if you put seven hundred points of those down on the table, and I bring a top, uh, a poor firing, like <laughs> s- someone's coming out on top, and it's not those. <laughs> so I'm gonna have a bad day. Yeah, it's not gonna be me. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, you're you're talking Lord of War points there, so it's not like they're gonna be Lord of War damage output. Yeah, I think they'll be more seen as units of like three or four, and trying to like jump down flanks and that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, if you can keep them small enough to hide and be fully obscured and then more as like a harassment sort of threat unit. I like the fact that they can all get melt bombs 
and yep. that, that they're all five points each. Like that's pretty sensible. Um, yep. You know, obviously they've fallen in line with, you know, what the what the community is doing there too. It's not. Yeah. You know, it's not like you can put melt bonds on them for fifty points or whatever. You know, it's <laughs> like an actual. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. No, it's okay. I think they've. Yeah. No, I think they're also like you know it's pretty spot on to be honest. So that's pretty much all we've got for new shit and Titanicus and games yep, we played. We've been working on. Did you want to? Do you want to shout anyone out? Shouts out to the local um, community. Is there any sh- shout outs that you want to do? Well, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll just say a huge thank you to Giant Pat for making the pilgrimage up to me. Up, yeah, up to me. Up to Perth with me uh, last weekend. Shouts um, out to Giant Pat. Yeah, it's a big drive that one, especially when you're doing it in like it's basically a 24 hour period. Um, so it's a huge effort so it's great to see you guys are still committed to playing the game and getting involved with the community so just thank you to those two yeah I think so as well I mean it like that's where the energy comes from in this too it's easy enough for everybody else to turn up but I think when you guys do make that effort to come that far I mean I hope the other guys you know like Harley Harley's got to come down from Jero as well which is actually further away than you are um, yeah, you know, right. he's got like six, six and a half hours to get down to Perth and play. And then, you know, when those guys come down from Geraldton, it's, um, and I'd love to go up to Geraldton for a gaming weekend. So if they ever put anything together up there, I mean, it's, it's like, you would want to fly, you would want to fly actually, cause it'd be a 10 yeah. hour, 10 hour drive for you to get there. You might as well drive over <laughs> East. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I've, um, I, I was trying to nag him into coming to Wasteland last year and he's like, dude, it's a 10-hour drive, and I have to work. <laughs> like, yeah, but still, you can do this. <laughs> but also, like, know. you know, it's like four hundred dollars worth of fuel or whatever. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, um, it's, it's yeah, a big. So it's a bit of a mistake. <laughs> but I mean, when you see him down at the club, and uh, and you're like, oh fuck, like you know, he's there on a Tuesday night or something, and you realize that you know he makes the effort to come down for for gaming. Um, yeah, I think our, yeah. our regional guys are really appreciated. And if you know, if there's anyone in Kalgoorlie, shouts out to the Kalgoorlie crew. Yep. <laughs> Bam, Bam was up in Broome and he was flying back periodically for for games and stuff like that. So, what's well, it? I think it really shows that um, you know, it helps like convince other players from Perth to play. Like, yeah. If you know, if we can say, look, we're driving 400 k's, they're driving 100 k's. Surely you can drive 10 minutes around the corner. <laughs> yeah exactly yeah fucking turn up like just turn up it's yeah. not it's not that hard and we've got like ah uh, man it kind of you've added me as a um a moderator on our wa heresy group yep. and i want to try and like i want to try and spice things up a little bit because i feel like there's definitely people out there there's all these little chat groups all the time everyone's posting shit all the time everyone's working on shit all the time and our our community looks bleak as fuck because no one ever posts yeah. posts anything in the actual WA group, and I feel yeah. like that hurts the momentum of you know of new players who are coming, of prospective players who might just dip into the group to have a look and then yeah. go oh okay well there's no been one's playing in WA yeah there's been three posts in like a month like you know and and they're usually all mine anyway or or Harley's or whatever. Yeah, Harley's done a bit. Uh, Timo was putting up some whips last night. Yeah, I think I think it's good, but you know we've got to. I don't know. We. Yeah. I think people have to just do more. Just like yeah, shouts out. I'm gonna shout out people who are people who are doing more. People who are actually like talking about it openly. People who are 
in our community who are putting up like hobby whips, people who are, you know, inviting other dudes to games. I saw there's a new guy, uh, what was his name? Lucas? Yeah. Lucas or something? Like, Lucas, I'm going to play you. I'm going to play you, man. Like, if, uh, <laughs> if, we, um, if we can line that up, it might not be at the gaming club because I can't really do Tuesday nights that easily. But uh, let me just check, check his name. Um, yeah, shouts out to Nick. Nick's been doing heaps of posts. Shouts out to Harley. He's been putting up a heap of shit. Yeah, um, he's been keeping himself. But yeah, there was a, a new guy that just posted up and I can't seem to find it. I'm sure it was Lucas or something. But anyway, like... Yeah, I thought Luke, Lucas rings a bell, yeah. Yeah, so we've got to, you know, we've just got to do more and play more and post more. And, um, you know, the energy that I know is happening in private groups. I want to bring that out on the streets and uh, and keep the heresy thing going because... Um, no, absolutely. I mean, I've, I'm going to try and be a lot more active on there now. I've got actual stuff I'm working on again. Yeah, and I mean, look, man, we're trying this, right? And it's, yeah. you know, it might seem, I don't know how it, I don't know how it is to listen to as somebody who's not from where we are, and I'm trying to make it about the game as much as it is about our local community so that there's some value if, yeah. if other people want to tune in and listen to it. But, um, yeah, I want I want our guys to, I want our guys to kind of harness the energy from this and from other people. And, um, you know, it's not, it's not about buying. I don't want it to be about consumption because I think that's one of the most toxic parts of our hobby is like, you know, the, that kind of consumption culture and like feeling like you've got to keep getting stuff or, you know, like have this new release and follow the power creep and all that kind of shit. I just want it to be about like hanging out and playing games and showing people what you're up to and helping each other out with painting and hobby and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, exactly. No, that's it, man. So that's what we're all about on this podcast. Trying to, it's more community based rather than power gaming. Yeah, but we we are like both power gamers. So I think. <laughs> hey man, I'm just lucky. <laughs> you're not lucky. You're cheerful and a destroyer, and I don't think that makes you lucky. I don't think you can say you're lucky. You make optimum choices. You come with you come with good lists. I think I try to I try to do the same as well. Like I think uh, you know um. Yeah, there's there's some there's some powerful gamers still like height. You know, we're we're in the veil of narrative and we're in the veil of community spirit and stuff. But I don't think anyone really takes it easy. Like, no, well, that's it. You make a good point. <laughs> uh, so events we've got um, three weeks. I think it's almost three weeks from now. So yeah, it's three weeks from today. Yeah. We've got the night fight. So details of that are yep. available. Hopefully, um, I've got to do. I think I've got to do a video to show the alternating activation and how I want that to work. And yep. if there's like a huge pushback against that and people can't be bothered, then we'll just play normal and that's fine as well. Um, Luke and I have picked some missions, so I'm going to have a event pack up this week for that. And nice, then nice. payment for the event is due in two weeks. It's going to be at a bar. So, you know... Oh, is he doing it at his bar, yeah? We need us? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, I think it's a Sunday afternoon... Um, Sunday afternoon slash evening and if people can sort of like uh, you know I'm excited about taking what what we do to to like I guess I'm as a person I'm less comfortable in a gaming club than I am in a bar or a cafe or a restaurant or whatever you know what I mean like because that's that's really more of what I do I guess with my life is like doing that and then um, yeah exactly you just have to be melding them two together rather than yeah, pretty much, and yeah, so I'm jazzed, and I think Luke's really jazzed as well to be able to take 
you know, take this, take this gaming as well and take it out. And I don't know, I think uh, I, I love the fact that, you know, when we were there last time, there were people kind of like walking past like, what the hell is this? And then they have a look at it and they're like, whoa, that's really cool. And, you know, I think, I yeah, think, I think that's really cool. Yeah. The night thing would be a really cool way to do that as well. Cause it's not like, uh, especially when you're displaying your public levels of nerdity, it's not like you've turned up with, <laughs> you know, three or four chests of models and there's tables <laughs> with like thousands of models set up on them and shit. It's like one dude, one night, one, yeah. one actual night, as well as far as time goes. And, yeah. uh, and yeah, we're just going to have a cool shootout and play some good objective missions and stuff. Um, well, yeah, I mean, one night you can get away with like, yeah, this is like, you know, building model airplanes and model tanks, that kind of thing. Yeah, the pretty thing much. Is, it's full scale. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, this is, <laughs> this can't be anything except like a real commitment. Yeah, one exactly. Like, yeah, sure, I bought this one thing and it's a bit of fun. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. And I, I'd, I'd hoped that that message kind of got out to people as well, that it was not a huge commitment to be able to you know, wrestle up a night in time and, you know, I don't know if you got any orders from people over the last couple of weeks for for nights, did you? I didn't, unfortunately. No! Well, hopefully everyone's <laughs> hopefully everyone's already got one anyway and I've got some to there learn. Are lot, there are a lot of nights in Perth. Well, that's what I thought too. Like, most people have one and I know some people aren't interested in getting one um, and if, yeah. if you are one of those people, like, I've let a few of those guys know they can hit me up and um, we'll put a pretty sizable deposit down on borrowing one of mine <laughs> like a, a flesh deposit like i'll take yeah. an i'll take a hand if you fuck this up <laughs> but, but um yeah i uh i'm looking forward to that so that's 17th um entry gets you a drink over the bar so you can get a pint of something nice or a glass of nice wine or um you know there might be some sort of spirit spirit or a cup of tea if that's what you're into yeah, that's true. Uh, I don't know if Ryan's coming, but he might want a ginger ginger beer or a Nesquik or something like that. Um, yeah, or a cup of tea if you're not a drinker. Um, yep. And then you were saying maybe mid-March will be... Yeah, I, I seem to remember Marcus dropping the, around the 20-something of okay. March. Yep. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Cool. Uh, skulls at our post. And that'll be our regular kind of three games in a day. Um, yep. You know... Um, I think the last skulls. Did you find it? It felt like because we weren't doing anything. I missed the competitive nature of it. I'll say it now. I missed. Yeah. Yeah. I I missed the fact that we had, um, like it wasn't really for anything at the end of the day, and there was no like, there was no best general, and there was no, um, yeah. no side that really won, and you know, I don't know. I I kind of. Like I like where we've gone with the you know narrative gaming in brackets and the fact that people are a little bit more chilled about what they bring now and it does things doesn't really matter as much. But I also did really miss having those, you know, those two events a year where you know you you turn up to play. Yeah, well that's it. I mean, going through when I started doing the Wasteland event, I did that the narrative way because I thought Skulls was filling that gap for the competitive side. Yep. So which. I mean, people are saying that the Wasteland thing's working, so Skulls has tried that as well. But now we're lacking in the competitive side of it. So. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I don't know whether, because it's sort of under new management, so I'm not sure where that's going to go. Mm. Um, we, we're always pretty soft on narrative too, so it's like, it's not as if it's, you know, GM'd yeah. games with custom characters and stuff like the iHorus guys do. And, you know, our friends over at Heaps Good Heresy in Adelaide did as well. You know, it's more like... Yep. It's more like 
30k soft than it is 30k narrative, right? Yeah, I mean, really, with a, a lot of the times we've played the Skulls events, has been we're playing normal 30k, but there's a map we're fighting for, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I wouldn't mind if um if it came back to being a bit more of a competitive thing, and, and I think for you guys too that travel, you know, yeah. if you come up to win something, does that m- maybe like not all the time? But if there's an option for you to come up to win something, does it make you feel a little bit different about how you turn up? Well, I've got a couple of skulls trophies. Well, you were yeah, the you were the fucking king. You were the uh, the king king of competitive in WA for a little while. Not and yeah, yeah and, and I definitely don't think that's like a a bad title to have either. Like you earned your games, and it wasn't through yeah. coming with like the heaviest shit or the most broken list or the whatever the cutting edge army was. Like you literally turned up with the exact same army every time, didn't you? <laughs> Yeah, for th- pretty much for was, three years yeah, in a row. A <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so that's on um, that's on in March. Um, like I said, February twenty third. There's the Adeptus Titanicus singles mingle at the North Perth Bowls Club. <laughs> um, so yeah, if you're looking for dudes, dudes and tiny little models, uh, <laughs> see the WA thirty k Horus Heresy players group. Um, yep. Stanley's put up a link in there, and there's also Adeptus Titanicus Perth, uh, another group just for AT. He's put I don't up. Think I won that one. There's nothing going on in there, man. It's the same as WA's group. Like I think you know, three people post, five people like shit. There's 50 people in there, and no one ever does anything. So it's like, um, I don't know. It's one of those things. I just I feel like groups groups can be hit and miss, and. Mm. Yeah, so it's um, a problem we had down Albany for a while. We um, we kind of we had like a Albany forty k group and a Albany Magic group and that kind of thing. Yeah, so we tried to pull everyone back into one again. Yeah, okay, and that's the Albany Wargamers or something is yeah, now it's is now the Gamers page. Ah, that that's right. Yeah, like I've got bolt action happening on there. There's forty k, thirty k, and it's a fair like there's a fair few posts every week now. How do you find that people interact with each other from different systems? Do you do you get mutual support coming from different guys, or do some people? Yeah, and there's a few guys that don't play Warhammer games, but they can still appreciate the like aesthetics of it and like the skill it takes to the painting and that kind. Of, so that's really good. Do people bother putting up um, posts of like model model progress and that kind of thing and game game pictures and stuff? A little bit. It is mostly 40k. People doing that, like you know, yeah. this is a new army I'm working on that kind of thing. But um, so like it's all gray, all gray plastic, like one one <laughs> one color plastic. <laughs> no, they're, they're all better than. Um, but we've got another guy who does like a lot of bolt action terrain, even though he's not playing games as much because he's a new family man and he's home time. Yeah, he's all making terrain for when he does get a game. It's all like amazing. Yeah, right. Um, and all that kind of thing. So no, it's it's a good group we've got down here. Um, there's like 150 people in the group, but a lot of them are. Uh, pretty silent but we've got a pretty strong core in there and you find yeah so you find participation is still limited i mean you can't yeah, we we get a fair you know probably 10 a week i'd say oh wow okay so, yeah. so decent but yeah when you think there's that many people in there it, a lot of people go through you know this post has been seen by 70 people and it's got three likes kind of i know i know that's that's just the thing like you know, people scroll past shit all the time, and I think the the metrics that Facebook presents to you can perhaps make you feel worse about something. But when you, yeah, 
I don't know. Rather. Like when you know people are in there, and when you know people are scrolling, like how how hard is it ever for anyone to just click a like on some shit? <laughs> I know, right? I think the same thing. Yeah, I think I I I don't often miss them, but I will try and participate with anybody who puts up anything in our group because it's worth yeah. it's worth saying something or clicking a like yeah. or whatever. How yeah, exactly. Like I said, how is it to go? like that or that looks really good or I love what you've done with X. Yeah. Or, you know, or ask a question about it if it's not even, if it's not specifically yeah. something that you, you know about or is in your wheelhouse. You know, everyone's yeah. got something to learn, but yeah. Um, All right. Should we start winding it up? Sure, dude. So, uh, you're going to be building Marines and trying to get a game in against Custodes. Yeah, um, I think that'll be happening either this week or next week. You're still going to try and get into your hobby room at some point? So at some point. I'm at the assembly stage, so it's all good. I can do that from outside my hobby room. Uh, it's just the paint, uh, painting stage next. It is, yeah. But, I mean, saying that, that's going to be airbrush work, and I usually try and do that over the sink to me. <laughs> you do what? Well, yeah, because it's right next to a nice open window and that kind of thing. Oh, okay. Uh, and, and all my walls in my hobby room are white, so I'm scared any... Blow, blow through walls, start painting walls, and I might not survive that. Yeah, I've got to move. <laughs> I've got to move out of my house and put it up for rent um, soon. And I've I was kind of just doing a bit of a loose inspection of my walls the other day, and I'm like, this next to my painting desk, there's like red red dust pigment all over one wall where I've like I've accidentally oversprayed onto the wall, and I'm pretty sure when I when I move my desk away from the wall where I paint, it's going to be like. There'll be like a clear line of, of paint across the wall, but it, yeah, so that's pretty much what I'm worried about. <laughs> yeah, it ain't that hard. Like I can, I can definitely fix my, but you know, I've just got to re repaint this room, and I've got to repaint it actually anyway because there was some storm damage in here. Um, but yeah, I cool man. So that that'll be good, and then um, you've got some more models on the way, so they should get here in the next week or so. Yeah. Yep. Um. So I'll try and thrash through this that I've got now, um, and then I'm hoping the stuff. The players from Melbourne come here pretty soon. Yep. Um, and that'll be all about magnetizing the few turrets and that going. Are they painted or primed or anything? No, not even built. So. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, good one. Yep. Hey, so um, a- I know there's definitely better dudes for it, but if you want to do some like Skype, Skype painting or whatever, um, let me know and we can yeah. we can hook that up. I can take you through like some of the stuff that I do, and uh, you know maybe maybe that will be helpful because I think a lot of like a lot of what you're looking for mostly just comes down to the base coat with the airbrushing. Cause yeah, well, I've been, I'm trying to, like, I'm going to sign up, like I've been saying a few times, I'm going to sign up to the Little Legend stuff and try and work that out. But yeah, once I've had a watch of that, I'll hit you up as well and you can, well, and I'll, stick a, I'll stick a webcam to my face and you can see what I'm doing. All right, cool. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> you like fl- flick it on in the bathroom or something and I'll be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Well, hey man, let's go go to the bathroom. Just yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. A slow like downward POV piss for like eighteen minutes. <laughs> um, talking about Patreons and stuff, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he wants it out there or not, but you know, shout out to uh, Fenrir Miniatures. Like Aiden's, Aiden's doing a Patreon. Is it? Yep. And I think he, he's, um, yeah, he was sent, we were talking about stuff the other day and he was saying he's got like a bit of a webcam set up and he's been filming some tutorials and stuff like that. So, so maybe that would be also 
in your wheelhouse. Like have a chat with Aiden and and see because I know he's been doing some coaching for a little while, and I actually want to yeah. I want to hit him up because he's um he's been doing some really good work on uh, skin tone and that kind of stuff lately. And I've got that um did I show you that hate board game by Cool Mini or not? Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so so hate's shipped and it should be here next Friday, I believe. Um, as I said, Friday, February the 1st, I'll get it. And yeah. I want to paint them as good as I can possibly paint them. And I guess like for me, that that is skin tone. Like I really want to get the skin tones right and get the, the blending and brush painting and level up there. So I'm going to hit him up and, um, you know, try and pay him for some coaching as well because I think my like my airbrushing and my weathering and stuff is, is good enough, you know, like I'm pretty happy with all that. Yeah. But I think definitely like my brush painting skill and my skin and flesh tone skill, I've I've got to go from like amateur at best to to something that I'm pretty happy with. So yeah, yeah. No, I just I need to some practice on how to get my airbrushing from I'm putting base coats onto I'm actually painting with it. Yeah, like doing your blending and your modulation and that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, get some actual proper highlights on the model so just like a flat blue. I really want to get some depth to it. Yeah. I think a lot of that too is is also having the courage to like push things to the point where they look almost a bit silly when you first airbrush them. And then yep. by the time that you add on, you know, your different layers of clear and weathering and filters and all that sort of stuff, it ends up knocking it back quite a bit as well. So Yeah. Yeah. Um, so And ja- Jack's another really good one there. Yeah. Um going after the little agent stuff. I mean, I'm looking at the tutorial and it's for me, for someone that has never tried, it, I'm like, man, here's literally like black and white and the blue over the top. And like that's all just. I know it's probably not really that hard, but just the ideas of it is totally different to things I've tried. Yeah, well, that's that's scale model painting right there. Like it's um, yeah, yeah, it's it's good, man. That's a good way to go. Oh, cool. He actually he did something I was really jazzed on the other day. Did you see that uh, Proteus that he painted in the? Yeah, the the red one. Yeah, like yeah, with the. the original, like, yellow stripe yeah man it was so cool i saw that and i was like oh fuck that's wicked uh, i I really love that era of blood angels with the you know the bright orange orange red kind of color and then the yeah. the yellow and the checkered patterns and the old blue blue um blue details and flames and that sort of stuff yeah it was dope. yeah no same uh, yeah he needs some checker patterns and stuff that looks sick yeah uh, cool, man. Well, thanks very much. Um, I guess we'll probably be back in a week. Oh, no, or so? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's been three weeks now. I'll try and get this online today because um, I, I found some sort of shortcuts to doing that earlier. Um, yeah. So I'll try and put this up for consumption today and then link that into the group. And um, if there's anything, because we don't have an email address set up yet, but if there's anything that pe- people want to kind of hear us discuss or you want some stuff brought up, um, you know, if you want shouts out to people as well, send us a message on our Facebook page. We've got an Echoes from the Wasteland Facebook page. Um, or, yep. you know, leave us a comment on there and we can have a chat about that. Um, you know, obviously, if you, as you've been hearing with this type of conversation that we're having, you know, it's more just like a long-form chat about what's happening. Um, we're still making it up as we go. So if there's stuff you want to see us here, I don't think it's ever going to be like a, you know, a now... And now we talk about new releases and now we're going to discuss this topic and now we're going to discuss that. Like, I think you and I just want to have a chat really, don't we? Yeah, pretty much. And that's, I mean, what I'm enjoying and that kind of thing. It's, you know, we're keeping it a bit shorter than some of the big podcasts and 
we just cover off the things we like talking about and I think that's working out pretty well. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, send us a message on Echoes from the Wasteland if you've got something to hear. Um, I'm Bad Credentials Hobby on Instagram. Sam, you've got... I'm Wasteland Sam uh, 13 with underscores. So Wasteland underscore Sam underscore 13. Yep, you are. And I've seen you putting up some stuff from the battles from the other day, right? And some uh, yep. some old battle picks from our last event that we had in October. Um, yep. I'm, yeah, I'm bad.credentials.hobby. Um, so you can have a look at my stuff on there and what I'm working on. Um, you'll be posting up some build photos on there. I don't know that we're going to have sure. too, much, too much posting through the Facebook because it's kind of like, I don't know, like... You've got a yeah. Facebook and oh. I've got a Facebook and that sort of stuff. So I think it's been good. Like you've put up a few posts about um, what you've what you've been getting on the way and and that kind of stuff. But yeah, I'm using that as like a hub kind of thing. Um, yeah, post like what my plans are and that kind. Of, but at the end of the day, I'm happy to just cross post across everywhere. But do people really want to see my shit three times? Uh, maybe, maybe. <laughs> well, <laughs> I keep doing it. So if you don't want to see it, well. That's unfortunate. Yeah, click a dislike and uh, downvote yeah. downvote him because you can down you can downvote shit on Facebook now. Um, oh, good. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, give give Sam some downvotes and um, <laughs> yeah, that, about the whole supporting the community that's going real well over there, Jackie. Yeah, yeah. And my next post will be um, my next podcast will be by myself because you'll, you'll have you'll have topped yourself. You'll be like, no, yeah. no. Yeah, I think Sam trying out some new painting methods. Five dislikes. <laughs> yeah don't do that actually please please don't do that I'm just fucking around um, we I want to do some interviews as well so I've talked to um, Timo who's one of our kind of I, I'd say like he's one of the integral sort of scene guys he's been around since I, I started and he's um, you know I remember when I first turned up and I definitely had an army that that came to came to play on the you know, on the like painting competition stage. Yep. Um, Timo won the painting on that event because he he is a very good painter, but he also does not miss a single detail. And yeah. you, do you remember that Mechanicum like multi-level display board thing that he had with lights it, in it? And yeah, it was like a lift coming up. And a lift, yeah, and stuff. a lift. And there was, and, <laughs> and then tokens and markers and all this kind of shit. And I saw that music and I was like, yeah, it. yeah, I know. There was music playing out of it. It was amazing. So he's a... Not only a really nice guy, but a very good gamer, and I think one of the guys that's been sort of pretty, I think, pretty key in how people perceive our scene as well. You know, like uh, yeah, I mean, t- I've played Timo I think four or five times now at nearly every event we've played at. Yeah, um, I mean, from my very first Harry's event at Skulls, like in twenty, probably twenty fifteen, I think. Yeah, um, and he's always been. Like the nicest guy to play against. So yeah, he's super ha- super happy and in- enthusiastic about stuff, and yeah, it's yeah. it's really good. But also um, one of those, uh, what's his name on Instagram? He's uh, Archmagos underscore Timo from memory. Yep, that's it. Um, another one that I wanted to do too was uh, Luke and I are going to get together and have a bit of a chat leading up to this event um, yep, with, with the knights. Cool. So yeah, and I mean Luke's probably going to end up joining us at some point on on this too because he's pretty keen. Um, yep, that'll be cool. Want to get Jack on because uh, Jack's pretty keen on being involved with this as well. But um, being a new father, <laughs> being a new father, it's like it's hard for him to get the ability to sort of step away from that. Um, want to talk to Harley up in Geraldton because yep. you know he's he's a good community up there. Right? 
Yeah, and I mean, did you see like they've just posted um, they're playing a D- yeah, the big Decurion games or something. Yeah, Decurion games. So it's kind of like uh, what Kill Team Heresy from the Mournival guys. Isn't Decurion like Century Plus? You get like a tank and shit. Oh no, I thought Decurion was the one that had the individual models. You're probably right. I I'm not sure. I know I can't remember. Maybe Centurion Plus is the one I'm thinking of. With, but like you get a tank. Yeah, no. It, yeah, Centurion Plus is the one where you get a tank. Um, Decurion's the one where you pay. I think we had to have it for Southern Hemisphere Open. They had a, okay. a Decurion there, so I made a list up for that, and it was like you take you know one heavy support guy, one tactical guy. You know you have a certain level of points to build up to. So it's sort of like um okay. like the old kill team. Kill team stuff. Yeah, and like first strike, whatever it was called in book three, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I want to have a chat with Harley because not only has he got, uh, you know, he's really got a hell of a big Death Guard force now, which I think he's, pa- <laughs> yeah, he's, he does. he's painted quite quickly, but you know, he's, he's onto Titans. I've seen like in other groups, he's got a Reaver Titan that he's working on at the moment now too. So oh, yeah, I know. So he's like, he's got the two Warhounds and a Reaver and you know, a massive Death Guard army. So, but also very nice guy. And for someone who makes the effort to come, you know, come from the country, like, He's um he just started an Instagram up and it's Farm Boy Heresy, so <laughs> I think that's a great name. Yeah, I, I bloody love that. So and I mean he's like like it's it's the real Wild West up there. Like he's quite quite yeah. far north of Perth and it's um sheep and wheat country up that way. So um, yeah, I mean I saw um, no no he's he's like super wasteland. Yeah, you're in like Perth Metro 2.0, and yeah. and uh and he's in like proper country. So. Yeah, this yeah, and I'm like, I have like green grass and stuff. He is just in the desert. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So, um, and then you know, on a on a personal level too, I'd like to uh, get Marcus and Bam and probably Eamon Fury. I don't know if you've ever met Eamon before, but Eamon's over. No, I haven't met Eamon before. Yeah, he's over in Queensland, and he's um, you know, those those three dudes are dudes that I grew up with gaming. So you know, I started with this this Citadel. Games Workshop Gaming 25 years ago. And, yep. um, you know, pretty quickly after that, I think we, we all met in high school and we're all doing okay. doing Warhammer together. So it'd be kind of cool to talk about that and how we've ended up in, you know, all, th- all four of us have still managed to kind of keep in touch and end up in Heresy together as well. Um, yeah, despite being scattered across the countryside. Yeah, I know. Like, I mean, Marcus is in Byford, which is almost Albany, and uh, Bam- <laughs> Bam's in Canberra now and Eamon's over in Queensland. Um so yeah, it's uh, it's it's cool. So I'm I'm looking forward to doing a few of those little interviews and trying to get dudes together and and see where it goes. Yeah, and I'm that sure you, I'm sure you've got people to talk to as well. Yeah, I'll get some of the local guys on down here and um, see what you know. I'll get Jai on, maybe Pat, and see if we get some of the 40k guys and see if we can try and convert them over with a good chat. Yeah, well that's it because they know you too. So if you guys yeah. if you guys talk in a way that's um, that piques their interest, they might get back in again. But yeah. it's also like, I think Tim, you know, Tim and I were talking from the Eye of Horus a little while ago and yep. that what they've done over there was, it wasn't meant to be kind of necessarily what it is now. It was more of yep. like a, a beacon for for the locals to rally around and it's just kind of stemmed from there. But yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I really, I hope that this can help build a bit more momentum in our community and get people active and enthusiastic and, and keep making the effort to get to stuff. 
absolutely. I mean, I think if we can get, I and mean, we've already got what four or even five heresy events a year. Mm. I think if we can get one every other month, it'd be pretty great. Yeah, I think so too. And I definitely think that that is sustainable as well. Yeah, no, exactly. There's enough guys in Perth that enjoy the game enough to make it out to an, an event once a you know every eight weeks currently. Yeah. Yep. And I mean, if it can also, I might not, I, I might not be able to make it to one every eight weeks. No, that's true. <laughs> I think as well, we need to be maybe we need to be a little bit happier too with it not necessarily being like a full day of gaming on a Saturday as well and maybe take it to you know take it to a sunday evening take it to a a wednesday night take it to something like that and have you know have it be like more of a a single theme to get together Um, yeah yeah i i think now that jacob's kind of sort of stepped away from doing the heresy events at outpost um i'm not sure i just hope he can start playing to be honest (laughs) yeah well he's got a lot of iron warrior stuff right Um, (laughs) yeah he's got a mastodon there somewhere Oh yeah, we all chipped in and got him that mastodon. So hopefully he can yeah. um he can get that on the table at some point. That'd be cool. <laughs> all right, cool man. Well, thanks very much. And um yeah, I'll... hello Jackie. Thank you again. That's been really good. So, yeah, uh, I look forward to and... yeah, I look forward to getting getting this online and um and we'll get the next one up in a in a couple of weeks. Yeah, sounds good. All right, mate. All right. I'll talk to you again soon. Yeah, thanks, man. Thanks, guys. See ya.